Welcome you all back because listen, life is too short to be holding grudges. Even if you send them to jail, <laughs> you right. can always you can always recover. That's the lesson that Kelly gave us. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Josh Rogers. And I am Brian Hare. And we are your favorite Casa Negros here we to are. talk about all of the things. Mm-hmm. But particularly, we talk about the perils, mm-hmm. the praises, the productivity, and the pomp and circumstance of yes. being black millennial men trying to navigate this thing called life. Brian. Yes, sir. How are you, my friend? Uh, man, it's a great day to be black. Oh, yes, uh, it even is. though you just took us back to a sad place. A happy oh, my place. God. Happy what place. A sad place because Sundays aren't the same. Oh, They'll the happy preacher. Oh, I didn't. Do <laughs> no, I wasn't even thinking about him, but that's a. He, he, didn't, he didn't. I don't think he made the rest up, but he definitely needs a, uh, yeah. a good shout out. We can talk about that a little bit later. We can okay. do that a little bit okay. later. But, uh, but you know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So, uh, I, do you feel refreshed? We just had a three day weekend. Um, do I feel no. refreshed? I don't, I don't, no, I, no. Is, is MLK a day on or off for you? It's a day on, but I was off this, this MLK day. Me um, too. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. Like he dies so that we can live. Yeah, woo. <laughs> he died. He died. Let the, he let the whites, let them be the ones who work on MLK I think day. any black person who works on MLK day, their company is racist. Mm-hmm. And I think every white person should be required to work on MLK Day and give yeah, all the black right. people the day off. Yeah, I, I literally saw people on Instagram talking about like, man, I'm working on MLK Day. I said, they said, F MLK. They don't care about the ticket die. I know a guy, friend of mine, who's an alpha mm. who was at work on MLK Day. I said, you are disrespecting your race and your fraternity, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never... Let me see here. I think if if even if MLK Day was like, I had to work and it was like a day off for me. I would I would have taken it off. Or my current situation, being that I'm a um, a, uh, you know, I maybe one hour, I probably would have you know taken it off anyway. Even though I did a a black some black folks asked me to do a training for their group, so I did the training because it was black. But you know, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but you're also an anomaly. Have you because you've been at the same job for forty years? And that is true. That is true. <laughs> Brian has been working at the same job since he got out of high school. And <laughs> has they have they ever, you know, you know, we we protect identities around here. Has your mm-hmm. company um yeah. have they ever worked on MLK Day? Or do y'all is that a federal holiday for y'all? It's a federal holiday. We okay. have we have any any federal holiday we have off. Only thing we don't have off that they stopped recognizing was Columbus Day or it's not just people day. Yeah. 
So they, they was like, <laughs> if um, we want to celebrate not, indigenous people, yes. But if you call it the Columbus Day, nah, I don't know. Yeah. They, what they end up doing is they stop recognizing Columbus Day. Okay. And now it's like a floating holiday. So you mm. can decide to use that floating holiday as you please. And I think I used mine at one point on Juneteenth. Mm. But then you got to get Juneteenth I, off now. Now this is a federal holiday. I believe so. Um, I have to check okay. the, the, the calendar. But even if we, even if I didn't have it off, I always took it off. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, no, just, I get especially the, now that I'm I just never worked. Or if I, I did that. work, I would go to the office and I would just there. Um, yeah, I've been for like, at least for the last five years. I haven't worked on Juneteenth, and if I did work, I either took the day off or I went to the office and did nothing. I was just there. Yeah, I've always worked Juneteenth, except this past year when it came mm-hmm. out. You know, I you know I this this year this summer I was in an interesting place. I quit a job, started a rebound job, quit that one real quick, and started a job. Come <laughs> on now, okay, go ahead. And that rebound job, um, they were pretty fast with it. Like when Biden announced it, they almost e- they sent an email that night. I was like, hey, y'all, if you don't have like major stuff planned, don't go to work. Um, my current company had already started acknowledging Juneteenth before it became a holiday, so we don't get an extra day. But because I work for um. Um, a Christian-based organization, I'll say it that way. We get Good Friday too, so we get a little extra day there. Um, yeah, we have a Good but, Friday. But another reason I didn't, um, I didn't do anything on MLK Day because it was supposed to snow, allegedly. Yeah, supposed to snow Sunday, mm-hmm. and we didn't. These black folks in here buying all the bread. Oh yeah, all the milk, <laughs> all the cheese, <laughs> and it didn't even. Now, it, I will say it did do more, and it looked like it was going to do more because it came down pretty consistently mm-hmm. Monday. It did, uh, or or Sunday, Sunday. rather was yeah. the, was the was the big day. But when I went to the store to just get a couple of things for Sunday dinner, and then you know for Monday, mm-hmm. I didn't like my regular grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. First of all, the Kroger by me was stacked. So the people out here weren't panicking, panicking, but I saw, <laughs> I've heard things from other stores where they were empty, um, but it was coming down and just, we were in the grocery store. Josh went with me. So we was in the grocery store for maybe 45 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Like a, that's a quick trip for me because I've been in the grocery store for hours. I'd be money long in that time, <laughs> hours and hours. Building, hours and hours. Listen, building lobster <laughs> towers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> champagne showers. Listen, champagne showers sit up on the counter. <laughs> uh, but Ooh, I, that's, I am, that's a song. It is, but you know the black folk has run that thing in the ground. We have, we run, we run songs into the. You ground. know we had. I just let's pause for that. The blacks know how to run a song <laughs> down. We get the remixing it, making it churchy. I roll to all the people like that, and then uh, we just the, yes, they know how to. We know how to run a song down. So I'm telling you, let me. Do, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, but let me tell. You, I'm probably gonna say it again. Don't put that on your sex playlist. <laughs> we are tired. We are tired. Let me tell you this. As a 32, mm-hmm. going on 33-year-old man, I'm not, I'm just going to say how I feel it. I'm not digging you down for hours. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it is not happening. <laughs> you can do, if, if, you, if we want to be all, you know, role-playing stuff, you can start counting then. But the moment my penis enters your vagina, <laughs> you better start the clock. You better the shot clock and start it. Because I'm not giving you hours. And I'm not giving that woman rounds. Okay? Okay. I hope that if the woman of God is listening, you are not getting round. I am done 
with rounds. You're going to get one good pound town, a good 25 minutes of my time. And it is a, if it's a good night, I put a little some dark in my sleep. You might get 40 minutes of my time, but hours and hours. Baby, we both going to be over here like the Sahara Desert dry because I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That hours oh, and hours is for the young folk. Listen, <laughs> and they be the, capping too. I ain't doing that. I ain't right. doing that. That's I'm what the tired. Folk yeah. I got energy for that. <laughs> back to I've been, in, I've been in, Reverend. I've been in pulled hamstring muscle or something. <laughs> been and got a Charlie horse right <laughs> under my booty cheek muscle, trying to stroke you for hours and hours. <laughs> <You> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless you. Shoot. Shoot. My balls would have had a conniption. Tried to stroke you for hours and hours. <laughs> My God, that stresses me out thinking about it. Oh, anyway. The nigga was too stunned to speak. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was, I did not mean, I don't even know what I was talking about. I don't know what I was talking about. We'll talk about. Uh... <laughs> No, you was in the store. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that. So okay. So did Brooklyn go to the, the little? <laughs> God help this show. Did Brooklyn go to those. the little store? I mean, to the little snow and play in the snow and she did. She played okay. in the snow. She played in the snow. And um, it, it came out consistently for us, but it wasn't yeah. anything to where we was like trapped in the house or like the roads were still. It was like rain. It was really okay. like a rainy day. <clears throat> it didn't get too cold. It was fine. Like it, it. You know, we've had worse snows in Atlanta, or For ice sure. storms and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't bad at all. And by the next day, by Martin Luther King Day, it was all. And but that was that was the only reason why I got up and went to the store with a little bit of haste was because of two things. We had food in the house. Mm-hmm. When I went and looked in the pantry, I was like, if we happen to get stuck, I don't mm-hmm. have get stuck food in my house. <laughs> Neither did I we. have. I had food to where like I can make a I can make dinner. You know, and mm-hmm. we could eat. We'd be fine. But I was like, mm, because. A brother like me love a good chip and salsa, and I had ran out of salsa. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, Josh likes popcorn. We didn't have any more fruit snacks, like little stuff like that, you know. Right. So um, that's why we went to the store. But my biggest fear was not really the snow. It was the fact that it was, like you said, it was rainy mm-hmm. and it was cold. And I'm like, if right. this stuff freezes, I ain't, yeah. navig- I ain't trying to navigate ice and slip in the slide just to get mm-hmm. to the store. Um, so anyway, oh, I did go see. Spider-Man. I know okay. you had already seen it. I have seen it. How did you Great do it? movie. I wasn't expecting it to be two and a half. It was two and a half hours. It was. Pure hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was good. And and to my surprise, they brought, they, when I, now, the the the, the, the second Spider-Man, when they Spoiler brought alert. Toby back. Spoiler alert. Y'all should, <laughs> when they brought Toby back. It was nice, Toby. Yeah. They did a wonderful job. They did it was a, a great. Job. It was a great job, and I love yeah. the fact that they played with the multiverse, kind of like the, um, the the Miles Morales one. They kind of yep. jumped and made that a real thing. I like mm-hmm. that. I really like that. Um, and I and I like the fact that Jamie Fox, in my opinion, another spoiler alert, Loki set up a real life Miles Morales because he was like, there got to be a Black Spider Man out there somewhere. So yep. I'm thinking this is that might transition from animated to him mm-hmm. being in one of the actual movies. I'm gonna ask you this, Brian: Who do you yeah. think should play real life Miles if that happens? Um, this is okay. So based off of the cartoon, mm-hmm. 
I'm thinking the young brother from Blackish. I about to say I saw a lot of us saw memes saying that he would be good. He, he would, would be, be good because he's older and like I think he was at 16 or something now. Yeah, 16, and he can grow into that role. He looks like mm-hmm. a Miles Morales. Um, is isn't isn't that what is his real name? Is it Miles? I think his name is Miles. <laughs> yeah, so I think he would be a great fit because he's mm-hmm. racially ambiguous. Because you know, I think Miles is like black I and think Latino. That Miles might be Afro Latino. I have yeah. to double check, but yeah. Um, Afro Latino, so I think that would work. But I did see, I did notice Jamie was saying that it was kind of like an mm. obvious because Marvel like, always throw hints in they in they movies for what's always. coming next. And I thought it would have been dope to have the Black Spider Man, but I understand why they didn't have him in there because it made more sense to bring back the Toby the because you're kind of you're you're tying up all the loose ends mm-hmm. and you're kind of starting fresh you if are. they want to do another Spider-Man or keep Tom Holland on or whatever they want to do right you really you have a whole clean slate and you can and they're still playing into the whole Avengers thing cuz they referenced that a lot so mm-hmm. so Miles Morales was it's nowhere near that yet so like mm-hmm. you said it makes sense uh, so whenever they make him a reality i think it don't make sense. You know who I would who would be really good, but that they're too. I think they're too old to do it. Right. Um, if he was younger, I would love to. See, I would have loved to see um, Donald Glover. Yeah, in that role. Like if he was yeah. like a maybe young twenties or something. You know, not yeah. where he is now. I think he would have been great. He would have been a great as a black Spider Man. Yeah, black Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you have, you have Disney Plus right? Mm-hmm. Did you have you watched the Eternals yet? I haven't. I hear you know I'm not like I like Marvel, but I'm not like. You know, a Marvel stand. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, but I, I've heard a good. I heard great things about it. Yeah, I watch. I watch everything. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was well made though too. Okay. Um, it's a little darker. It's not as uh bright in terms of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. A, it's I'm okay a, with that though. Okay, yeah, it's a good Marvel. And the black dude from uh Atlanta. Well, they're all black, but the heavyset black dude from Atlanta. Um, shout out Morehouse brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's in there. He's in. Gotcha. He's in that movie. Okay. Um, good cast, good storyline. They're setting it up for the the next phase of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have talked about the Avengers. They talked about all these things. So they're trying to really build that next phase of, of Marvel after Iron Man, after all yeah. those people are gone now. Yep. So speaking of Marvels and setting up, I heard that the M'Baku dude mm-hmm. is going to have a bigger role in Black Panther. If he becomes the Black Panther, Brian, I'm going to be... I am not going to want to watch this. Yeah, I, I. Okay, so the weird thing about I am Mbaku, nervous. I am so nervous about this second one. Yeah, because I because they haven't. You know, thing the good thing about Marvel and the bad thing about Marvel is that they 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 leaks do not happen. Spoilers Mm-mm. do not happen. They got um, this stuff on lock. But the sad thing is, like the anxiety around this Black Panther movie. Is so high because one, the first Black Panther movie was amazing. It was great. Then Chadwick Boseman passes away. So now we're like, what are we left with? So what is this storyline going to be? The sad part <clears throat> is that the, due to the fact is that, not sad, but the Marvel comic book with Black Panther has so many different options of who the Black Panther could be. It could be his sister because mm-hmm. she was the Black Panther at one point. Yep. Baku was the Black Panther at one point. Um, Killmonger was the Black Panther at one point, but he was kind of the Black Panther in the in the first movie. So technically he could potentially be the Black Panther, but okay. I like him as Umbaku. Yeah, me too. More. So And then Shuri, what really did she tough. stop filming? Because she refused to get vaccinated. So that could be the change, right. I, the shift. 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know. And I was hoping for, because, you know, because even at one point, those that don't know, Storm was married to Black Panther. Yeah, so I think I've heard that, yeah. That could have been a crossover, you know, you know, it, it could have just, the possibilities could have been so much greater mm-hmm. if Chad, Chad both Mr. Bozeman was alive. But um, like, so I'm anxious to see what, what we're going to get. I think, you know what, I think while we love Chadwick the same way that they've recasted like Spider-Man a million times, I think mm-hmm. if you if you give us the right actor, the right actor, the right actor, I think we would be okay. Because I think Chadwick Boseman's brother came out and said he would want the part to be recast. Like, don't stop it because I'm gone. Like, recast right. the part. But the, um, the question is, who would it be, though? I don't know. You know who? Well... I don't know how well he would do in a comedy. I mean, in a in a um, like comic Marvel type movie. But the guy who was in Lovecraft Country, who was the star oh. of The Harder They Fall, he's okay. a, a great actor. Okay, yeah. So he would be great, but he's actually going to be a he's already a villain in Marvel. He uh, is okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen Loki. I um, haven't the seen the show. Not. I need to no catch spoiler. up on some of the shows. Like, yeah, yeah. Ca- catch up on some of the shows because, but he's actually a villain, and he's going to be the villain in Ant Man. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can so, spoil it for me. I don't care. I'll watch it. Yeah, anyway. he's 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 a, a big old big old villain, like almost stronger than Thanos villain. Mm. But he's gonna be in, in Ant Man. Got um, you. So yeah, he's good. I want like I don't I don't think Lakeith could could he could like Lakeith has range. He has range, but I don't see superhero. But he has he might shock us because he has range. Um Mahershala Ali, I think, is a little bit older than I would want to see. And he's playing. He's gonna be Blade. Okay. Yeah, I think I say he will be Blade. Yeah, so he can't do that. Um, who else is out there just killing it right now? Michael B. Jordan was already Killmonger. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm not a. He's not the best actor in the world either. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. Damson. Snowfall. Damson, nigga. That's it. Give <laughs> that's me the, Damson. That's the black. That's the new black. If you're gonna recast. Black Panther, give up damn. Because the other dude, the other black dude who be killing it, um, what is his name? His real name, I can't think. Who played like who was in the Black Panther camp? Yeah, um, um I know you talking get about. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of his name, but he like Daniel, he kills Daniel Okoye, 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 him, him, Okoye, him, whatever, him, Daniel. Yeah. yeah, he's already in it. So like some of the like the top black actors right now are already in stuff. But Damson, man, Damson, give it to Damson, <laughs> give it to Damson. Give it to Damson. What do we need to write? We need to write a uh, letter to, write to somebody. Because well, Damson, what's, what's, his, what's his face? Um, uh, the producer man. All the black movies. Because he does Will, it. Will Packer? Yeah. No, not Will Packer. Is it Will Packer produced it? No, is I'm it the Will Packer. Packer no, no, no. It's the other. It's the other dude who did like Fruitvale Station, right? Is that producer? Yeah. yeah. Um, what is the man's name? This is we. Uh, I feel bad because he's a he's a director. He's directing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Looking it up. Me too. Up. Ryan Ryan Coogler. Yes, 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 Ryan yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Uh, Ryan Coogler. If you, if you, if, I know you're listening. If you're listening, listen to the podcast. We need um, to spam. If you're going to recast. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to recast. Yes. Um, give us Damson. If you're going to recast to uh, T'Challa. T'Challa, give us Damson. Give us Damson. He's and, he's and Damson. One. If you get this role, give up. We won't. All we want is like three percent. Right, I just you know three percent in a, in a cameo. I want to be in, in a, a cameo. I want to, I want to be I want to be in Wakanda, like that old lady who got her fifteen seconds. I want. I just want mine. That's it. <laughs> That's all I want. One line. Yeah, 
we we could be like the first podcasters of Wakanda. Put us in like a right. Put us futuristic, in, yeah, in a futuristic studio. vibranium studio. <laughs> studio. You know what I'm saying? With like, you know what I'm saying? Little, little thing like gold mics and all kinds yeah. of Yeah. All kinds of just floating in the air. Whatever y'all do. Put whatever y'all there. do. Damson. Damson. He's it. Damson. He's it. He's it. My God. You know, this podcast oh. is actually, you know, it's prophetic. We've said listen, quite a few things on here. Listen. Now, Damson is in his hands. Y'all, y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here first, and you know the Lord listens to us. We he ratchet, does. but He still listens to us. He I does. believe He shakes His head at us a lot, but He yes. he, lo- <laughs> he loves us. He loves us. <laughs> he loves us. Damson, that is all right, bro. It. Let's move forward. Let's go. Let's okay. go on. Okay. We getting caught okay. up. I got the song of the week. Okay, it's a thing. Okay, it is one of your favorite rap verses. <laughs> My favorite rappers. Rap verses. Rap verses. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Okay. This is my. Isn't this my second week rapping? Oh, you got to rap. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to okay. rap. Okay. 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 Oh yeah, I am a Listen, rapper. Part excellence. I am duality. I have range. <laughs> I have range. <clears throat> it goes a little something like this. You old Petey Pablo taking shirt off, wave by my head oh like my a helicopter. Gosh. I ain't put enough weed in my blunt. All you do is smoke tobacco. We Where are. the hell you get them from? <laughs> you said he ain't made them. My niggas chasing bounty hunters, being chased by their baby mamas. My first tat is on my stomach. Got a pocket full of money, money. and a mind full of ideas. Something may sound weird inside of the Maybach. Look like cave by the IKEA. Runs like diarrhea. Big yachts, no power steer. I I captain. I'm high, Captain. I'm so high. Me and God, this is my blessing. This is my passion. School of hard knocks. I took night night classes. classes. You don't want no problems, want no problems with me. Uh -uh. You don't want no problems, want no problems with me. (laughs) That is uh, no problems by my spiritual son, (laughs) Chancellor Bennett, aka Chance the Rapper. F, uh, also known as um, Lil Chano from 79th, my guy featuring. Featuring. Two Chains, aka Titty Boy, Titty and Boy. Wheezy F Baby. Please don't forget Say the Baby. Mm. <laughs> um, Brian loves that verse. I do. <laughs> you I, don't I, understand I, it? I don't understand it. <laughs> he, he loves it. But it's good. It's a good song. It's a great song. It's a good song. Like, I was listening to, like, thinking about tonight's episode, and I went back to Chance's catalog today, and it was just, it's just on my heart. It was it's fresh. Song. It's fresh. a good song. You did it in your car conversation, car concert. Yeah, now, listen, if y'all don't, Brian, tell y'all to follow us at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. And if you follow me, you know, I do car concerts most mornings on the way to the gym. It just, it just brightens my day. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to share some of that joy with y'all. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I got maracas and instruments and everything. Yeah. Is it, is it really a maraca? Is it the Tic Tac container? It's not Tic Tac. It is the Bayer back and body. Pain because the gym kicks my butt. So sometimes I need a little assistance <laughs> to get me through those workouts. But anyway, now that that's been said, understood, and accepted, right? Are you ready yes. to move on and talk about some black excellence? I'm so ready. Let's get to it. Let's go. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report where we bless up black. 
businesses doing great things. So we'll be blessed in the city. <laughs> we'll be blessed in the field. Yes. We'll be blessed when we come and when we go. We, we yeah. Oh, you can no, go. I'm done. No, I'm okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, if you have a black business or you know somebody that has a black business that you will feel that should get a bless up, let us know. Send us a DM. Share if it's on Instagram, share us the post, or you can email us at the Jigsaw Podcast at gmail.com uh we want to know we want to shout out a black business because black businesses uh need support right uh because without sure. black businesses without black people where would we be where um we be? so we are going to bless up charmaine sanders and char's boutique so bless up to this black woman a woman of alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right a woman who went to the hbcu Mm-hmm. All right, so she's Clark all the Atlanta things. grad. Clark Atlanta, so we have a Clark Atlanta grad, an entrepreneur, all the things, right? But on top of that, she also has her own boutique, right? Shar's uh, boutique is an online clothing store specializing in what women's clothing and accessories, right? It's based mm-hmm. here in Atlanta. And listen, the good thing about Shar's boutique is there's something for all shapes and all sizes. And there's a variety. There's, there's, you know, levels to these things. There is, yes. <clears throat> you can wear some things in the streets, right? If you want to go out there and have a great time on the streets and in the club and all that kind of great stuff. But also if you have, you know, the nine to five job, you want to be in a boardroom, right? It's for the bosses, right? The people that want to do all those things. So if you are a person, if you have a lady in your life, listen, Valentine's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. So if you By have a lady, you know. red dress. Right. And some matching high heels. That's a good one. <laughs> I ain't some gonna get caught up, right? <laughs> yeah. My, my, my. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> if you if you have a lady in your life, right? A lady in your life, or you're just a lady that wants to do something for yourself, you deserve. You, you deserve. deserve. Mm-hmm. You deserve. So go out there to Shars Boutique. That's C H A R S Boutique. B O U T i q u e dot com there it is shars boutique.com go out there and buy you some nice few things not just one not just two but a, f- a few things a fill few your basket things. up and support this black woman who went to an hbcu and is in the divine nine so go out there and support uh support her support her family and it is a blessed report and is blessed up approved mm-hmm. all right so now with the blessed report kiss two fingers through the sky as joshua just did and now it's time to get into the rest up. My God. Josh, My God. God did not do what? He did not stay the hand of death. He, he let didn't. it loose. <laughs> let it he loose. let it loose. And this is a fresh one, too. This is a fresh one. We, you know, we woke up to this um, at the time we were recording. It was brand new, fresh off the presses. But we have Andre Leon Talley. My God. And for those that do not know, he's basically an American fashion journalist, stylist, mm-hmm. all the slashes, creative director, um, an editor at large for Vogue magazine, which is one of the um, premier magazines when it comes to fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a fashion uh, magazine's fashion director from 83 to 87. He's actually the first African-American male creative director. Um, and he actually served in that role from 88 to 95, so a long time. Then he was an editor-at-large from 98 to 2013. 
often regarded as a fashion icon, really known for being an advocate for diversity in the fashion industry. So he was a trailblazer breaking down doors. Mm-hmm. He served on, you know, as a judge on America's Next Time Model. Oh, Tyra. Authored a oh Tyra. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> authored several books, right? Mm-hmm. One called which I, which sounds really glamorous, the Siobhan Trenchers. Oh. Siobhan. <laughs> Siobhan Trenchers. That sounds pretty glamorous. Um and some other books that you can name about, of course. Uh, he is an advocate for the LGBT community. Um, you know, he worked in different magazines, worked with Andy Warhol, worked with uh, President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, working as a stylist for the White House. Um, he also styled somebody else that was in the White House right after um, Barack mm-hmm. Obama. I'm not going to mention them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but he, you know, was well regarded in when it comes down to um, the fashion industry. And even one of my favorite movies, he actually. In the 2006 film, which is one of my favorite movies, not one of my favorite, but a movie I really do like. Okay, uh, the Devil Wears Prada, the character Nigel Kipling, portrayed by Stanley Tucci, is actually believed to be a depiction of our dear brother Andre Leon Talley. So, my God, um, definitely want to give a bless up, a rest up, excuse me, that rest up to Andre Leon Talley, a black trailblazer in the fashion industry because some consider him an icon well, a lot of people consider him an icon um so the fashion world is is definitely missing somebody um a large large piece of the fashion world and let me say this black folk we create culture right we do uh we create fashion trends but not even today say trends we 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 create fashion staples yes and i'm pretty sure any of the fashion houses you can think of right now they probably stole some of their ideas from somebody black working in their in, in their departments and in their buildings and stuff like that. So, oh, for sure. Um, rest up, Andre Leon Talley, and that is our rest of the report. Do you want to talk about the other brother from Atlanta, or do you want to talk about that in the big I board? feel like that it means far more to you. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to let you do it, brother. So just to all let you all know. So yes. for those who may not know, if you're in Gorbin Church, you're not in Atlanta, probably on the Church of God in Christ, you probably have never heard of uh, a a trailblazer, an icon. He was you a civil rights activist. Him. You, you probably, probably have seen, seen him, him, but you might if not you, know who he is. Exactly. You might not know who he is. Uh, a trailblazer, an icon, a, uh, a civil rights activist. He walked mm-hmm. with Dr. King and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, the right reverend, uh, Cal Morale or Morel. How do you I don't know how to pronounce his name? We're going to make it rhyme. Um, Cal Morale. But, but people knew him as effectively as happy preacher. So if you mm-hmm. went on social media and you saw anybody black that was in the church, gospel singers, Everything they all posted a picture of the happy preacher, and your event was not official unless he came, unless he was there. <laughs> he went to all the funerals, and how he got in, still how he got in, had, he was at Whitney Houston's funeral. He was, he, he goes, to, touched that casket, bruh, <laughs> bruh. Um, he was close friends with the with the King family. Oh yes. Um, he was a sharp dresser. Um, he was known by presidents. Like presidents knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in buildings and in, in places where presidents. Ha- I think it was actually at G. Patterson's uh, Bishop Patterson's funeral, and mm-hmm. presidents got up to speak, and um, he said something and said, "Hey, happy preacher!" Like so, people knew who he was. He wasn't, you know, a stranger to a lot of people, but um. Shouts out to Happy Preacher. He actually passed away recently in the great city of Atlanta. Um, well known. Mm-hmm. Any, do you have any great Happy Preacher stories that you want to tell? Or um, not any that would I think would be 
unique to my life. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that you describe is what I experienced sometimes mm-hmm. in person because, you know, oh, yeah. me and you, we grew up Kojic. We did. So there were plenty, especially when I moved to Atlanta, there were so many times. Oh, oh yeah. He was <laughs> so everything. Um, he would pop up and just, you know, grade preachers on how terrible they were. D minus. D minus. Because the message was that bad. Well, that bad. I, yeah, we talk, we'll talk about a D minus message a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was, that was you know, that, that's my memory. I knew him to be full of life. And while we sometimes we laughed and we shook our head, like, what is this man doing? But what you can't deny is like he filled up every room. He was all, oh, yeah. you know, on the, on the podcast here, we always talk about being authentic to yourself. Yeah. He was nobody but himself mm-hmm. and did not care whether you were annoyed by it or you absolutely loved it. One thing right. he was, was authentic. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that um, yep. about him. So rest up to Andre Leon Talley for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, rest up to Happy Preacher. Oh, the cow. Yep. yep. Um, all right. So that's the rest of this. Bless up. Josh, got anything in the billboard? Oh, we got, we got a plenty. <laughs> a, a, a plenty. A plenty. Look at you, unless you want to be smart in school, we got plenty. <laughs> um, for the song of the week, we we talked about one of Brian's favorite rap verses. Mm-hmm. To start off the billboard, I want to talk about one of Brian's favorite rappers, and that is okay. K-Dot, Kendrick Lamar himself. Yes. Um, we are waiting on this highly anticipated album. He's giving us clues. He's giving us hints. But in the meantime, he's going to be producing a show. Uh, okay. okay. And, um, he's getting busy with this announcement. Uh, out of left field kind of it's a brand new project and he will serve as a producer of a new live action comedy film alongside matt stone and trey parker uh, they're the creators of south park now immediately okay. i was like i don't know but brian here okay. is what the plot per variety magazine it says mm-hmm. That the film would depict the past and present coming to a head when a young black man who is interning as a slave reenactor at a living history museum discovers that his white girlfriend's ancestors once owned his. That might be funny, though. Brian, it's supposed to be a comedy, but I, I you know, South Park, South Park. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the difference between South Park and like a boondocks. I feel like South Park was provocative and raunchy just for the Mm -hmm. sake of pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. I think boondocks was very methodical and intentional on how they depicted Mm -hmm. things in the media, particularly around black culture and black life. And it it, it imitated, it was art imitating life, but it Mm -hmm. it, it gave us comedic relief. Like to this day, um, the R. Kelly episode. Great one of the top 10 episodes of television I've ever watched in my life. Yep. Spoke and truth the fact in the that it's so, it's so real, even from that old case up until what mm-hmm. he's going through today. Mm-hmm. Like how a lot of these uncles and aunties just won't, they just we'll won't let it go. hold that man accountable. They won't let him go. Um, we'll let it go. It's, it's just done so, and it's, and even though it shouldn't be funny, so many moments was funny. Like when, when Riley was talking about, when I saw Pete coming, I moved. When she saw <laughs> Pete coming, she stayed. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> it's just like, um, you know, but like so, Boondocks. Aaron Magruder did a really good job of you know kind of balancing that comedy and reality and things like that. Versus the guys at South Park, they was just they was just doing stuff. And yeah. I wonder, Brian, I'm really curious of how K Dot got connected because I would think if I would think you know, speaking of Boondocks, if he was going to do something like this, it would have mm-hmm. been with an Aaron Magruder and not. Yeah. The South Park guy, <laughs> right? And I think I think this has based off of the what it could potentially be. I think it sounds like it could be funny, but I would probably would have trust this trusted this idea with Key and Peele. Them too. 
I think that mm-hmm. like with Aaron Magruder. I think I trust them. Could have been like he, a, a get out comedy. Yeah, like I can because <laughs> the thing about the okay, so it's a one. It's it's like a black man who was interning as a slave rent actor. So I, like for that, that's that, that part alone <laughs> is like what what kind of internship is this? Right, like <laughs> who signs like, what up is for your, that? Right, what is your life? That you what is your major? Is this for college? Like what is it? <laughs> right. And then on top of that, then you have a white girlfriend. So that's like, why do you have a white girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And then, so it's like you working as a slave. Your girlfriend is white. And then, then somehow now, you found out her family used to own yours. <laughs> right. And it kind of brings me to mind, like all these Negroes that have been doing like these, what? Oh, I just thought about something. What? You know how master used to dip his toe into the black women. What if in there they found that they like, like fifth cousins or something? Something <laughs> like as if like his family was owned. His family by was her owned, family. The slave master, yeah, because you know they own. So the slave master, you know, raped one of the, you know, yeah. his great 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 grandmother or something, and they're technically cousins. <laughs> yeah, this because you know so that this, stuff happened. Oh, it did. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, this could go. This can go a few ways. So many, and it, it could be really funny or <clears throat> really bad. Yeah. It's in that. I think that's what's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be mediocre. It's gonna be really funny or just terrible. And part of me is thinking, like, at your earlier question, like, how did they get connected? <clears throat> I wonder if this was a K dot idea or is this a Matt Stone Trey Parker idea? And they said we got to find somebody black who and somebody is, who's black black who's black black <laughs> who the culture trusts. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, interesting. Well, K dot, so, I, I I don't. I, I trust you. I trust your art. But man, please, please don't sacrifice your fan base and everything for this mm-hmm. movie, man. Don't Mm-mm. don't attach your name to something that's going to end up being very <clears throat> hurtful and damaging to the right. black community. Um, I, so even though these white boys are pr- helping, you know, produce and create it, I, I'm really not a fan of the story line mm-hmm. and all that's happening. But since it's happening. Please put some black. Please let there be some black people in that writers' room. Oh, please, <laughs> please, please! I petition you, right? Because it, it, it could be an awkward comedy. It could be a really awkward comedy. It really could. I mean, because as as far fetched as it is, there are slave reenacting like sites and yeah. attractions. Yeah. Um, so that's not fake. It could be real that you know when you date interracially, these are realities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like if you if you do your ancestry.com and all that kind of stuff, these are realities. So like it, it's it's a far fetched concept, but it's not so far fetched that it couldn't be true. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know, bro. I just I don't know. But that's your boy, and if it goes bad, Brian, yeah, I'm gonna stand beside him. <laughs> I know you're gonna stick beside him. <laughs> I'm gonna stick beside him. <laughs> I know you're gonna stick beside him. <laughs> I know you're gonna stick speaking of folk that we are not sticking beside and and, okay. and companies and, and places that want to put us back in racism, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, put us back in slavery weather. Florida is gonna be Florida. Um yeah. recently it was announced that the governor, uh, I won't even bother to say his name because he don't deserve mm-hmm. it. Um mm-hmm. they are creating a bill, Brian, to shield listen, look at the carcassity of this. They're creating a bill that is supposed, it is designed to mm-hmm. shield and protect white people mm-hmm. from being uncomfortable and mm-hmm. feeling guilt when, when, when we speak about the racist past. So essentially, they want to erase the truth of history. 
mm-hmm. because they quote unquote feel bad. Well, that ain't got nothing. To, like, okay, let me let me let me do it before I let me. Do it. Part of the bill reads. <laughs> mm-hmm. An individual by virtue of his or her race or sex does not bear responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. An individual should not be made to feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any form of psychological distress on account of his or her race. Now, Clause A, I actually agree with. Mm-hmm. If you are born, say you was born when we were born in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to do with your no good ancestors. Right. While that's where you came from, you don't bear the brunt or responsibility of racism, right? Mm. But it does not change the real reality. Right. That what your ancestors did was egregious, right. disgusting, right? And was and was actually real. Like they enslaved black people, they beat mm-hmm. them, they tortured them, they killed them, they raped them, they did all these things that right. was lawful at the time, but still unjust, uh, un- in- unethical, like all these different types of things, just terrible stuff. So mm-hmm. if you feel bad about that, that's not that's not my fault. I can't right. control, like this how I'm trying to understand. Because essentially what this bill is doing, and Brian, tell me if I'm wrong, it wants us to stop talking about it. Yeah. Because because, because what this bill is trying to say is as if some way we can control how you feel about something. Right. I can't control it. The fact is that racism was racism and, and, and slavery was terrible. And if we right. talk about it in its true form and you feel bad about it, how am I supposed to control that? It's what right. happened. You beat slaves. You right. sold slaves. You separated families. You raped you know what I'm saying? Like, like you put them, you fed them slop. You like, right. like that's just the truth, right? <laughs> it's just the truth, right? So you again, like I said, I don't. You don't want us to talk about it, yeah. But again, like <clears throat> it's just like it's just to say, what are some things that you know? So that means you can't talk about anything in history. You can't because everyone at some point is going to feel some type of way about some things type in of history. Way. From slavery um, all the way up to from the some, from the ridiculous founding of this nation, right, all the way up until today, right. But the only but then the bill. Okay, so <clears throat> but the oppressor has always been the same person in the history of this country. <laughs> yes. So again, they don't want us to talk about history because in uh, from from the start to to now, the oppressor has all regardless of what the. Uh, culture was yeah. If it be Native Americans, the oppressor has been the same person. Mm-hmm. Either be um um our Asian brothers and sisters, same oppressor. Yep. Um, <laughs> if it be our Latino brothers and sister, same, same oppressor. If it's our um, Jewish brothers and sisters, <laughs> right? Same oppressor. Even patriarchy, because it talks about sex. Hmm. Right, so the, it's just it's really the root about is white piss poor males, right? <laughs> white men, right? <laughs> you know, and then they throw the women in there because you know, you know, the Susan because B. Anthony is white the women yeah, the Susan so. B. Anthony is of the world that didn't really want black people to vote, or they didn't want they didn't feel that black men should vote before them, so they wanted the suffrage movement, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, see, I really don't want any history being taught because any history being taught is going to make you feel bad because you. You don't want to acknowledge the truth, and which is interesting. And I'm pretty. And you're a father, and you've seen Encanto. Encantanto, Encanto. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. And the song, uh, you know, Bruno was outcasted 
because he told the truth and made everyone feel uncomfortable with the truth. Bruno was a prophet. Bruno was a prophet, and, and Bruno didn't do anything wrong. He just told them the truth, and as soon as he told them the truth, it happened. <laughs> and, and they didn't want Bruno there because Bruno was telling the truth, and the truth, his whole thing was, I, I'm not I'm not helping the family. Mm-hmm. Me telling the truth is not helping the family. But in, in all actuality, his telling the truth to Midibel and, and, and Maribel actually telling the truth to the family helped the family out. It did. And, and the thing with the United States and just people in general don't understand is Talking about it will help out the situation. Yes, because yes. all it does is it makes people frustrated because you're igno- you're ignoring, but then you're also gaslighting um, folks to feel like you know it's it's not a thing and y'all are yeah. crazy. You need to get past it. And then you have freaking Uncle Tom's, like the Lieutenant Governor uh, in Virginia, talking about we shouldn't talk about slavery anymore. A black woman talking about we shouldn't talk about slavery anymore. It happened. Let me get past it. Like. But but it's we can't get past when its effects are still like like when its effects are still very present today. Right. Context. Context. So you you can't talk about anything and you can't talk about things that are happening today without going through the context of history. And, right? and that's okay. the other thing. It's history. So right. the same way, like you can't like if I'm in social studies, and we right. can get off this, Brian. This could be a whole different conversation. It can be. It can be. If I, if we're in social studies class and we're talking mm-hmm. about the founding of a nation, because that's in this has been in every history book that I when I was in school, it was in that right. that part of history is there. You can't talk about that part of history, World War One and two and three and all this kind of stuff, and skip over what happened to black. Like you're you're literally erasing a part of history. We don't skip right. over the Holocaust. No, and that didn't even happen in the United States. Right, and I'm pretty sure they probably <laughs> wanted right. Uh, and, and on top of that, we 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 they you glorify. So if I'm if I'm a French person mm-hmm. I, or a British person or whatever in the United States or anything that is potential, you know, where the United States is usually glorified in any cases. Like if it's World War One, Two, whatever, mm-hmm. I would be I would be I would if I I would make up a reason to be offended. Yep, the French American War. If I'm like I'm a, you said, if I'm French, offended, offended. <laughs> if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Japanese and we're talking about World War II, I'm offended. Let's, yep. let's not talk about that. Let's not talk like, about it. So like, you don't get no glory in, in this situation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so that's yep. what it is. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, we we could go deep because you know how me and Brian feel about our people yeah. and our community. Um, but let's talk about one more person who is <laughs> out of their God-given mind, and that is Nikki <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> Nikki Gilbert, Nikki Gilbert, uh, R&B Divas Atlanta, Nikki Brownstone's own Nikki mm-hmm. Gilbert. Now, this is the same Nikki Gilbert who got online and when Kelly Price was fake missing, said that I know y'all going through, but y'all can listen to my radio show and find out more. This is the same Nikki Gilbert who was on R&B Divas of Atlanta. Just doing nothing with herself or her career. This is the same Nikki Gilbert. Nikki Gilbert has gotten on Cicely Tyson's and Blue Ivy's internet and alleged that the 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 the, the emerging cult classic of P Valley, mm. based in the fictional Chuckalisa, Chuckalusa, Chuckalusa, Mississippi, is Mississippi. Is it Lusa mm-hmm. or Lisa? Chuckalisa is an Indian village in Memphis. So Chuckalusa, Mississippi. Um, said that her show. Her little off off Broadway 2011 stage play Soul Kittens Cabaret had so many similar um, similarities in them that Mm -hmm. it warrants a lawsuit. Brian, she has filed a civil suit and is seeking an actual and statutory damages along with a full jewelry trial. Now, 
the internet went and found clips of said cabaret show. And Brian, you watch P Valley, don't you? I love it. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen not one. <laughs> I ain't seen not one similarity. Except maybe the fact they're both based in the South. <laughs> but Nikki, if sis, if you need a check, just say it. Just say that. Yeah. That's if, times, if them royalties from Brownstone ain't coming in like they used to, then just say it. What they talk song they have. If you even, want me, do it. it. Okay. I think that's them. Say it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Say it. Say it. If you need yeah. money. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Now, if, if 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 I would, the only people I would understand potentially suing P Valley are the creators of Players Club. Ooh, but mm-hmm. even still, Brian, those those stories are still so different. Yeah, that it wouldn't it wouldn't. I mean, because it's, that's just like saying <clears throat> Yvette Lee Browse is going to sue Issa for insecure because it's based off four black women. Like yeah, we understand it, that there may be similarities, but those are yeah. two totally different shows, right? Yeah, some stories are universal. It is like so. Stri- so black Southern strip club culture is pretty. I'm pretty sure universal. Now it varies. Like some of like if you t- if you in the country Mississippi, it's gonna be very different to King of Diamonds in Miami and very different to Magic City in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. But at the, but at its core, you talking about Southern black women, you know, built a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. Some of that is going to be the same, but those stories right. and how it plays out and the nuances are different. And then since you your stuff is based on the cabaret, have you cabaret y'all y'all got on cheap lingerie and kicking your leg and, and sink? That ain't that Miss Mississippi ain't doing it. No, Miss Mercedes ain't doing it. They ain't doing that. They ain't doing no kind of cabaret shows. Bring bring back B Valley. Bring like, and they're supposed to be coming back. And if this is the reason why it ain't came back, then Nikki, you can really go to hell. Because we don't <laughs> care nothing about this lawsuit, girl. We don't. We don't. Bring us to Valley. Oof. Bring me Miss Mississippi. M I quickly letter, quickly letter, I quickly letter, quickly letter, I humpback, humpback, I Mississippi pride, pride. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Ladies and a trifling mama. Ooh. Listen, this got Mercedes mama name written all over it. This mm-hmm. kind of stuff. <laughs> what is her name? Diane Wilburn, Wilbine, something like that. I don't know. It's got her trash. name in all of it. Um, so Brian, you know, yeah. I don't even know how to transition to this next one. Trash. You know, we talk about to have a preacher and giving out, you know, grades for preaching. Mm-hmm. This D-minus. one ain't even a D minus. This is a this is a F. Not mm-hmm. a F. It's just a F. Mm-hmm. Y'all's um, <laughs> y'all theological king. Michael Todd from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. I'm mean, I'm trying to be very careful because I don't I don't bash preachers. I'm I'm not the guy that bashes the church. Yeah, I'm not the yeah, guy. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't I don't do that. Um, I will say that I am not a, a an avid follower of Pastor mm-hmm. Todd's ministry. I'll say that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Neg- I don't. I won't negate that the man's influence and impact on Christianity is is major. Yes. I know that there are several people who align with his messages and his theology who have been introduced to Christ because of what right. he brings to the table and how right. he presents ministry. Um, I do know he is a major philanthropist. He does great things mm-hmm. um, in the community and for other churches and ministries and business. He has a really big giving heart. He doesn't he doesn't use his mega platform seemingly um, in a way that only benefits him, but he definitely puts it back in the community. So he right. gets all kudos for me here. When it comes to how he 
steps on that stage every Sunday morning, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where he loses me. And that's okay, because yeah. every preacher, and I'm, Brian, I'm sure you would agree, ain't for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right? That's why there's so right. many preachers, so many churches. You ain't got to right. sit there if you don't really enjoy it. Right? And I'm that person. You know, not 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 my thing. So I'm, right. you know, I, I don't I don't even there's no need to talk about because I don't I don't engage. Right. But last Sunday, you know, the, the, the I couldn't help but engage. It was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're familiar with any of Jesus's miracles, you know he mm -hmm. healed he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he mm -hmm. fed the five thousand. You know, as the songs say, healed the sick, raised the dead, the five hundred hungry souls he fed. Um, mm. and he also he also Mm -hmm. Healed people from leprosy, mm -hmm. made people the deaf to hear, Ooh, and the other right. one that he did, Brian, don't get caught up. He made the blind to see. He did. And one of the stories <laughs> when My he God. made the blind to Teach see, the book. Teach the book. there was a man who <clears throat> clearly he was blind, mm -hmm. um, had no vision, mm -mm. um. And, you know, Jesus encountered him, as Jesus typically does, engaged him in a series of questions and dialogue. And when it came time to restore his sight, Jesus created a paste mm -hmm. to smear over his eyes. He did. And by faith, the man mm -hmm. believed that this would work. And by faith, that's, that's all the miracles, right? By mm -hmm. faith, Jesus tells everybody, by faith, you have been made whole, right? Because you believe. Mm -hmm. He made the paste from spit. But it had to be created with mud. Mm -hmm. Michael Todd was, I don't, I don't know the whole sermon, but I'm teaching from this particular text of the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that, you know, basically insinuating that sometimes there are circumstances to get your miracle mm -hmm. that are not always favorable. Right. Like you may have to go through something a little less favorable to get to your miracle. That part is not. Like that, I, I agree with that, right? Sometimes right, right. the path to a miracle ain't always roses, right? Right. Sometimes you go through some stuff. Sometimes God challenges us and I think pushes us to, you know, to work hard and to encounter yep. people and situations that builds our faith. Yep. Uh, I believe that to be true. So he's not wrong there. But what he began to do was kind of press that point a little further and begin to like, like yawk up spit, like that deep phlegm. He did it one time and put it in his hand. He continued Just to make his nasty. point. He continued to make his point. He did it again. And he finished the point a little bit further. He smeared that together in his hand and wrapped. And he had a he had a he had a um uh somebody helping him with this um what was this called? Illustration. Yeah. Smeared it over the man's eyes. It began to drip. You see the man wipe it from his mouth because it failed. And he went <laughs> and the people went crazy. Um, the next day, Pastor Todd gets online and said he watched a video. He admits it was disgusting. Sometimes he took it too far because he's just, I think his words were something like, I just really want to make sure people get it, but I went too far. And he mm. encouraged people to watch the whole sermon and not just the two minute clip and all these different type of things. Brian, before I mm. say anything else, because I feel like mm. I've been talking a lot because I've had to no, say you're good, it. You're good, you're good. Your thoughts. <clears throat> My thoughts are it was, again, kudos to Mike Todd in terms of his platform, in terms of growing the ministry, growing the kingdom of God. Like top, Mike Todd has used his platform and God has used him. I do believe God has used him to grow the kingdom. Yes, right? for sure. Um, I think one of Todd, uh, Mike Todd's issues is like 
he reaches, he tries to create points um, that aren't there to more so he wants to do an illustration or make a point and he may reach a little too far to make the point, but it's not theologically sound mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because there is a way that he could have done what he wanted to do. Could have got the same point across and just done it differently. Like the text specifically said that Jesus spit into the dirt, mm-hmm. right? Created a paste. And then he put that on the eye. So he could have done that. He could have spit into some dirt, right? Spit into some dirt. And even the the thought or the idea of Jesus spitting in the dirt and using that same dirt that he spit in to create paste is still disgusting. Yeah. So he could have still did the same thing, right? He still could have used the same. Mm -hmm. Like he said, he said, oh, sometimes we walk away from God when when it just doesn't seem like it's it's the right way. Right. Uh, He could have spit into some dirt stirred it up and then he could have had like some fake dirt or already created paste somewhere right and use that you know what i'm saying for the right, illustration for sure he did not have to spit on this man's face right um it was it was and but that but that and, and that's sometimes people say like oh y'all hating on mike todd no. hating on mike todd but i think some of us who potentially have like done a certain level of studying or have a certain level of maturity in the gospel yeah, like we look at him in a, at a different perspective. Mm-hmm. What he says, we look at it differently because we know what the text is really saying. We know historicity. We know context. We know what concepts are being provided. We know all mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. So, as somebody who's brand new in the gospel, they may go crazy and be like, "Oh man, this is great," and they may need that. Yeah, for sure. But then some of us who are a little more mature is like, "That wasn't it." Mm-hmm. Um, I will say some people went a little too far in terms of like their. All uh, in terms of their critique, like in terms of like just being like crazy on him, like yeah, it was nasty. It no, was nasty, like, sure. you know. And I, I'm, I wouldn't even apologize for the fact of anything like that. But I think some people, you know, went a little too far. But I think it just wasn't. It wasn't sound. It wasn't great. I'm I'm glad that he didn't take the stance of like nigga, y'all just hating, double down on it. Yeah, you know I'm saying double down on the foolishness. Sets out to John Gray. Um, <laughs> where is he? Um, um, yeah, he didn't double down. He said, "You know what? It, it was a, it was a bad idea. You know, yeah, I tried to do something. It didn't work out. I, I took the L. You know, I and you, get and, and, and I agree. I think there are two sides to the apology coin too, though, because I think like the maybe it's the pessimist in me was like, you didn't have to rewatch that to see that it was nasty." No, 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 not at all. Nothing in your brain clicked when you were spitting in your hand twice. Right. No, no. And you was going to rub that on his face. You know what I'm saying? But then on the flip side of that, like you said, you could be just so caught up in this moment that looking back at it, like, what the heck did I just do? Right. So I'm going to give the the man grace only because we are human. It doesn't, again, to your point, because of my space in church and my maturity, Mm. it doesn't excuse it, but I'm definitely giving him grace, you know, to move beyond it. And right. to, I'm, you know, keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to extend grace. Yeah. I'm going to extend sure. grace. However, yep. um, he has a pattern of just pulling illustrations out of his butthole. Yep. To try to Sound pull bites points. And, you know I what I'm saying? Even his, he did a series on forgiveness <laughs> called F.U. So just yeah. all kind of just stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he, he sometimes, I think he sometimes, you know. Again, I believe God uses him in a in a great way, but I think sometimes when you get to a certain point, 
in ministry and pride and I'm not saying he's prideful. I'm not even gonna say that. Right. Um, I think in certain places it's like I'm hot. What is the next soundbite I can have? But he low key admitted that. He said sometimes I wanna I wanna make sure people get it that I go to extreme measures to make sure yeah. he said that in his apology. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think after this past weekend's thing is that if you can acknowledge that much Right. You might want to filter this through a team and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this. Right. What do y'all think? Like, you ain't got to give away the message. You ain't got to give away, you know, all that. But just, I'll never forget, and we can jump off this too, because I know we'll get stuck here. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I did a mission trip in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And one of the requirements, Brian, that was tough was that we had to write our sermon almost three or four days early mm-hmm. for them to review. Um, for two reasons. One reason, when, when we did the midweek services, it needed to be reviewed for the interpreter so that she could mm-hmm. be very familiar. And as we were going, because she didn't have a copy. So as we were going, she needed to be able to just go. Right. Um, and then on top of it, it was like, you can't like while you can't get inspired by the Holy Spirit, you can't deviate too much from this script because mm-hmm. she studied this that script. script. Right, right, right. Um, so that was one. The second, like, so that was midweek. When they did it on Sunday morning, they, the Malaysian church has the, they have like, it, just in America, they have the core, but they also have several other locations. But here's the mm-hmm. thing, Brian, they all preach okay. the same sermon. Got it. So like, if you were preaching at the main service, the mm-hmm. other pastors will come to you and you basically write the sermon. And then you okay. give it to them and they critique it they make changes and then y'all mm-hmm. come like that's another hard part. Like, how you gonna tell me what God's saying, right? But they critique <laughs> exactly. it and change it so that so everybody is preaching the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I say that to say, I don't know, I'm not telling Mike Todd had to run his church, but maybe, maybe it would right. be great accountability, right? To create a system similar to something like that that says, again, hey, I'm doing this thing on um you know, let's use the same example. Jesus healing this blind man. Or even like, let's, oh, let's, let's use another example so people can see it in, in another way. The fish and the five loaves. Mm-hmm. It's COVID, right? Right. We ain't necessarily just handing out food bare, bare hands and breaking right. out bread and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about handing out this bread and just breaking it off and letting people eat it. Just random people coming up to the stage. Somebody right. in that room could say, hey, get what you're trying to do. <laughs> I see you. I see you done pulled out the foot long from Subway. But uh, um <laughs> no <nah>, fam. <laughs> it's, it's 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 you know, on top of it being a little extreme, it's also COVID. And we're not right. gonna have people rush to the stage from no, you know, five dollar foot long from you. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that, I think, you know what I'm saying? I did see somebody say on a on a comment that was funny, he need to go back to the old school way, just have PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again like you said i give him grace i would never throw him away um mm-hmm. and like I, and like me and you both agree while it may not be my brand of ministry that he right. has i do understand his value to the kingdom yeah, definitely, and to christianity definitely. and um i'm hoping I, I i know that the church is going to proceed and be prosperous but i'm hoping that he really took this as a learning experience yeah and was like bro like but because I think the biggest thing for me, because I'm not going to ever talk bad about him, is that in situations like this, particularly to those who really admire him and want in the church, it makes mm-hmm. the church look bad. Yeah. And we already fighting against, you know, so many things so that many people things. think and, you know, have conjured up about the church. Mm-hmm. That stuff like this doesn't, it just doesn't help those arguments, right? Right, right. right. So anyway, um, nevertheless, <clears throat> speaking of people who need help, 
We don't talk about white people often, but I just want to say this one more time. Britney Spears, something is off. Okay. Oh, yeah. I something, I don't want to say it was the Holy Ghost, but something led me to that Instagram last night. <laughs> and Brian, <laughs> Brian Allen Hare. Okay, full government. It, it is something. <laughs> it is something going on. And White I know mess. the woman of God is free, and I know that there's this kind of arrested development that she went through because she was stuck. In yeah. like 2007 or whenever, you know, the thing started up until just recently. So she hasn't matured and experienced the world as it has evolved. But I am telling you, brother, something ain't right in the mm-hmm. water. I, it is concerning. It is concerning. The woman that got look, she looks strange. Yeah. She doing strange stuff. She is. She always yeah. doing this like hip thing at the same. And it's, I don't, I don't, I, I. Am concerned. I, you know, you know Brian, I like white mess. Mm-hmm. I am concerned. Yeah, let me look at her. Yeah, go to it. It's 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 something on that IG page, brother. Yeah, we need to prayer warriors. We need you. We need to pray. Saints don't stop. G Pastor says, Saints don't stop praying for the Lord, the Lord is, is now. Here's oh, one. She, look she at this. That's wild. a Christmas one. Like she gonna keep look at she gonna keep trishing out. Look at these shoes. <laughs> she like her eyes look. She just like, keeps doing it. She and it's the same outfit. She gonna keep doing it over and over. <laughs> it's, it's just, I just, it's just, it's something. Something ain't there, bro. Something. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I think she would just like. It's gonna sound really bad, but I think she's broken. Like yes. she's probably experienced so much trauma. Yes. And I believe so. Like <clears throat> it seems like her parents kind of threw her in there. Although I'm pretty sure she wanted to be successful, wanted to, you know, chase her dreams. I feel like her parents kind of threw her in there. They had a tumultuous relationship, but you know, the parents. Mm-hmm. It seems like it was just a, a hellhole kind of situation. And then to see that you're that she keeps posting the same picture over and over. Um uh, and then <laughs> um and then you see your sister in the same situation and your sister gets a different kind of relationship with your parents mm-hmm. and it's pushed a certain way and loved on a, a different way that you didn't receive. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can imagine the, you know, I really think she needs prayer. I think she needs, you know, some, definitely needs some um, therapy because she posted naked pictures on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my Lord. Help me. Holy ghost. Um, just stuff doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Praying for Brittany. Praying for Brittany. Praying, praying for, Brittany. for Brittany. And last on the billboard, somebody we are not praying for is the alleged woman who got hot sauce in her coochie. Um, so Drake. Uh- <laughs> Champagne Poppy himself, <laughs> we know him to be a man of many sexual escapades yes. on top of his album. He is the certified lover boy. And recently there became a story that we don't know if it's true or not. But mm-hmm. there's an alleged story out there that Drake had a night with this particular woman. They had sex. He went to the bathroom, put the condom off, put hot sauce in the condom, threw it in the trash. The woman then went into the bathroom, took the same condom, tried to trap him, insert it in her vagina, and began to scream. Drake heard the scream, went to the bathroom, looked at her, and then went back out. Um, and now she's allegedly trying to sue mm. because... Of the damage caused to her vagina. Now, Brian, first mm-hmm. of all, there's a few things okay. that happened here. Mm-hmm. I don't. First of all, if this happens, Drake loves hot sauce. <laughs> to just keep <laughs> random packs of hot sauce on him. Right. Two, 
when you went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. the, I mean, sperm is a whitish ivory bone kind of color, depending on mm-hmm. your diet and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> but it is pretty much, you know, whitish, right? Right, right. And if it's any other color, brother, you need to be getting some help. Mm-hmm. When you saw now, hot sauce comes in a few hot sauce is red. It is. Or there's green, mm-hmm. you know. But particularly when you think of a hot sauce package, that is that is some Louisiana. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That is some crystals, maybe some Texas Pete. It is gonna be red. They ain't putting tomatillo sauce in the packages. Okay, mm-hmm. you ain't. And, and first I thought, well, maybe it was the you know the hood folk, you know, did the hot pepper vinegar that be in the little thing that Ooh, your grandma's didn't make. Snap. But they yeah, don't really yeah. put that. They don't put that in packages. Nah, not really. So I'm trying to figure out: was he in the dog? Is Drake into like colorful condoms? Was it already red? Like I'm okay. trying to figure out what was it that you saw this now pinkish looking substance Mm -hmm. and decided I am putting this in me. And then what judge and jury in Mm -hmm. their right mind is going to award you anything when you willfully admit it, trying Uh to trap this man. Right. (laughs) Like you made the decision. Right. To do this. Right. Okay. Okay. So let's (laughs) talk about this. And this is an off topic, but it's on topic. Okay. Okay. Now there's there's laws right now to where if if men take off the condom without the consent of the woman, mm-hmm. that could be considered a rape, right? Yep. And like and to me is that is that due to the fact of like you know protecting women's bodies and rights in terms of not getting them pregnant, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So in this case. In my opinion, she's wrong for trying to go in the trash can because he wore a condom for a reason. Yeah, to protect himself from STDs protect and pregnancies. From STDs and pregnancies. That's it. So you're trying to go behind his back against his consent. Yes, to get pregnant. To get pregnant because you want the bag. Yeah, and and to me, like kudos to Drake. Kudos to that. Drake. Kudos to Drake for that. If and this I, is I, a real story, it, it is great. It's great, like, cause that's what, that's what you get. That's what you get, and, and we gotta have an episode about gold diggers at some point. We do, um, but cause that that's to me, I think, like, and why would you bring this lawsuit? It just shows who you are. It shows who you are. If this is real, it shows who you are. Um, <clears throat> but here's my thing, Drake better than me. Cause when I heard you scream, I would have already known that what I did were, and I would have sat in that bed <laughs> mm-hmm. and said, um. There's a phone in the bathroom. You can dial nine one and the one because <laughs> mm-hmm. you need some help, sis. I would not have gotten up and mm-hmm. checked on anything. I would have said, "I'm good, love, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy." And I, excuse me, I wonder, like I'm sure Drake had an NDA signed. Oh, for sure. So he might need to sue her for the breaking his NDA. But but I, but you know what? I'm thinking because you know Drake posted a picture and with the caption that was like. Enjoy your 15 minutes. I still got the remaining 23 hours and 45 minutes or mm-hmm. something like that. And right. it was vague. That, that that was vague enough to where it could have really talked about any woman, but it was vague enough to where he could have said, this ain't true, but since you want to use my name, mm-hmm. enjoy your little 15 minutes of fame, sis. Mm-hmm. Right? So to your point about the NDA, I think that would be a bigger issue because if you go to court, sis, you broke the terms of the NDA. Yep. <laughs> and you tried to trap this man. Like, come yeah. on, girl. C- Counter suit. Counter, I would counter sue, but I really, mm-hmm. unless there's like some ridiculous, ju- I really don't think any like this judge could be the most 
um, feminist affirming person in the world yep. and would have to recognize that now you, you admit it to stealing his semen. Like you did it to your, what he does with his semen and the conduct he used was his business. Right. As weird or as calculated as it might've been, they ain't got nothing to do with you, sis. You went behind right. that and so you set yourself up. You set mm -hmm. yourself up. That's just like, even though it's two totally different scenarios, just like me saying, I'm cooking me a, I am cooking me a personal bowl of chili. I love spicy mm -hmm. food. Brian comes behind me as a non-spicy food eater. But I'm going to give wow. me a bowl anyway. And then talking about, Josh, you set me up. This was too hot. Nigga, this wasn't for you. Right. I made it for myself. <laughs> I made it for myself. <laughs> and I he told did, you this for myself. Right. It was his semen. He discarded of it in the way that he wanted to. You went behind right. him. And then with malicious intent. Um, but anyway, girl. Sorry. Sorry, little. Maybe you should dip your cooch in some milk. Because <laughs> I can't imagine that. Can you, can you imagine? A, a milk dish. Getting like getting like a little cat's bowl. Putting the cat in a cat's bowl full of milk. Uh it, <laughs> anyway, Ooh, we got a really dope living room conversation, I think. Definitely. One that's necessary, one that I think. Um, men, if you're listening to, I hope that we speaking to you. Ladies, if you're listening, turn the volume up. Because yep. we about to give you some some real good insight on you yep. know some of the 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 uh, I don't want to say the, the the DNA of us we're not the same but some really insight uh, about how how we function and how we roll. So Brian, uh, if you're ready, we're gonna grab our I'm snacks, our drinks, all the other things. Like y'all still do new year, new me. Y'all still dieting? Grab your gr grab your snacks. Your grab health, your, your healthy snacks. Rice cakes, <laughs> your rice cakes, your kale, your kale chips, and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff. Head on down to the living room and let's have this conversation. Let's do it. All right, family, we are back for another living room conversation. Last, you know, last week we, we, we did a culture code. We did. And that was the living room. But that we was. are back this week with an official living room conversation. And me and Brian, you know, me and Brian are very honest with ourselves. We are. I think we talk about, if you listen to this podcast, we talk about self-awareness quite often. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about authenticity. Some of these, you know, some of these things are consistent themes yep. in what we talk about. And one time me and Brian were talking and we were just like, you know what? Man can be moody. We can be moody too. Mm -hmm. We have bad days. Sometimes we have yep. good days. And then sometimes we just have moments where we don't want to be bothered. But right. for some reason, right, it is seen as taboo. It mm -hmm. is, is associated somehow with like, you know, feminine traits and mm -hmm. not to say that men can't be feminine, right? But it is, you know, historically or traditionally, I would say it that way, there are certain mm -hmm. things people expect out of women and there are certain things people expect out of men. And that's right. one of the things that people don't expect, particularly for black men, right? We don't have, we don't usually have space. To, to emote. And that's really what right. it boils down to, right? Moody can has a, such a terrible context, but it is what it right. is. Um, but sometimes we don't have space to emote and to feel and to sometimes just be blah, like to feel nothing, it's just but just not want to not want to deal, not want to do it. We're not depressed. Now, there right. are some people who deal with depression. We're not discounting that. But right. in some cases, you know, we're not depressed. We just don't, we just don't feel it. Right. right. And we thought it was necessary to kind of have a conversation to explore the nuances of that, how we deal with it, how we combat, you know, how society um, views it and, you know, their, their expectations of men and their emotions. So, Brian, I'm just going to jump in, bro. Like for you, what does it mean if you say, you know what, I'm not in the mood today? Oh, 
that could be so many things, but for the most part, <laughs> overarching is really just the idea of just like, I'm just, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not probably my typical self. Mm-hmm. Like what you probably consider me for those that know me that for real know me, like I'm a positive go happy go lucky person for the most part. You know what I'm saying? I see the glass half full. Um, you know, I'm there for everyone trying to, you know, encourage everyone, you know, if, if, if my girls need anything or want anything, I'm quick to be like, all right, I got you. Let me do this. Let me do that. So I'm, I'm quick to serve. I'm, a, I'm definitely a server, um, servant to everyone call it. Um, but with me, it's like some days it's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, I want to be off today. Mm-hmm. And when I mean off, it's like, I just want to be, I just want to be, it exists in this world. I don't yeah. want to be the servant. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. I just like, cause it can be exhausting. It can be overwhelming. And and it's just some of those days that it's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like you can do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> no, what I feel it is. It. you can do it yourself. Um, what about you? So for me, if I'm not in the mood, like I don't want to call it seasonal depression because it doesn't change with the seasons for me, but there are some days I wake up and kind of different from you. Uh, I don't feel like doing some of my typical routines, but you know, because adulting, but, um, mm-hmm. but there are some days, man, I just, I am just not in a mood to be fun loving, mm-hmm. you know, Josh, right. And contrary to popular right. belief, I am not an extrovert. I am a, I am an introvert who has extrovert tendencies. Um, right. so when people see me or hear me, like even on this podcast, they think I'm this, this loud. one reason I'm loud and all this, and you know, just matter of fact, because I'm doing this with my brother. So like right, there's a right, level right. of comfortability here. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love this. So there's passion that comes out. Um, but that's not, that's not always me. And it's not to say that I'm different or um uh, you don't know what Josh you're gonna get, because you're gonna get the same Josh. You just may get a very toned I might I might not have a lot to say. Uh, I'm not gonna joke, you know. Um, and it don't mean I'm gonna be rude. I just don't, I just don't have it. And I know right. very early in our marriage, and even sometimes today, Ashley don't know what to do with that. Because there will be days she'll be like, what's wrong with you? I'll be like, I'm fine. I'm good. And there's really nothing on my mind that's pressing. Right. Um, there's nothing that I want to talk. I mean, there's always stuff that I could talk about because, I mean, again, right. adulting and responsibilities. Right, right. But there's nothing that's so pressurizing because that the the, the, the anxiety field overwhelmed Josh is very different than the block Josh. Right. 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 Uh, so when I just don't feel like it, I just don't feel like it. So that means that I might sit on the couch and binge. I mean, I binge living single all the time, but literally just sit there and just watch it. Right. And I, and Ashley, like, you ain't going to say nothing to me. I was like, I, so I woke up, I said good morning. I asked how mm-hmm. you were doing, but I don't have it in me to have a full conversation. Right. Um, I ain't really texting people. Like, it's like I'm quiet. I'm just right, quiet right. because I'm just reflective. And I can wake up tomorrow and be done. But sometimes I think for me, I need those times to just exist. And not right. be, and not, like you said, not serve, not do anything. Right. And that's part, I don't want to say it's a part of self-care, but it is a space where I think it is my right to just emote in a way that says, I want to be kind of left alone. Or I just kind of yeah. want to be, you know, to my own, you know, I just want to be to myself. Right. You know, right. and call right. it moody or not, but that's just, I don't know. No, but I, I think to your point, like I think it actually is a form of self care. Because think about this: think about the level of output. Yeah, right. You know, and I think sometimes even as men, if you're a good, I think if you're a good husband, good father, 
or it's just a decent husband, father, whatever it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, think about like right now, you have multiple streams of income, so it means multiple jobs, which means it's output. Yep, yep. So people are looking for you to to, to output something. Um, you have a spouse, mm -hmm. output. You have children, output. output. You have a par I'm your partner, podcast, output. Um, you have friends, and even though most part we we, we give and, and we pour and people can pour and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but it's still output, right? So all this every single day, output, 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 and then some days it's just like I just don't want to. Sometimes I really like, I don't have anything to give today. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I think sometimes that may that may lead to the moodiness. It's the fact that mm. like I, I don't want to I don't want to serve. I don't want to output anything today, and like. I can even say with me, if, if the reason why sometimes I can be moody is like, like I'm speaking to myself, like I, I do, I, I put a lot out, like, yeah. you know, in terms of like my job is marketing, people call me asking for stuff and, mm -hmm. hey, can you do the training for this? And my job required me to get on Zoom or go to, you know, you know, bay shops or conferences and stuff yeah. like that. And they want me to give presentations and then they want me to then talk to them or answer their phone calls and all that kind of stuff, which I love my career. I love my job. But it's the fact of like, like if you're putting out so much. Then there are going to be times where it's like I don't want to put out anything. I want to be left alone. Yeah, and, and in some cases you're not even asking to receive anything. You just don't want to give anything. I you just want to just want, be yeah. by yourself. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not like a you know. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I don't think you really look asking for anything or looking for anything. Sometimes I just don't want to give anything. I don't want to give anything, and that's the thing. Like to you, so you're right. So like you described all the ways that you. So one of my, one of my streams of income is writing. Which for any creative, like this is a creative, even for the podcast, this is a creative space. Me right. and Brian tell y'all all the time, we gave y'all insight that we create a show docket, right? That kind right. of outlines some of the things we're going to say. Like this conversation, we knew we were going to have this conversation. Now, everything that's within it, we don't know, right? right like right. we on the bill, like when we do the billboard, we know like who we're going to talk about and what's happening in the world, but like exact how we went into some of the things like with Mike Todd and um, right. all that kind of stuff. We don't know the depth, right? But it still takes a creative process, right? To even filter through celebrity news and culture to figure out right. what's most important or not to say what's most important, what speaks to us the most. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I think the I think the, the 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 only thing that is real, like just off the cuff is our intro. Like yeah, yeah. Because we're literally just, you know, talking, but everything else is kind of a structured conversation Definitely. we're trying to figure out what it you know what black business are we going to highlight um right. even for the song of the week like how does this correlate you know something that we enjoy but correlate to the show and then right. when i'm writing you know there's a level of creativity that has to go into that and sometimes right. i'm in a quote-unquote mood because the little bit of energy to your point about output the little bit of energy i got left mm -hmm. i have to write this 800 word 1100 word piece and right. I need to use all of my, you know, because I heard, you know, I hear people say like, you know, maybe you've used your words for the day and that's why you haven't talked. But I have to use whatever's left right. to put on this paper and try to make it not sound like the last piece or try not to make this piece suck. Right. And find creative, again, creative ways to introduce right. this auditor, editorial because I write for a a um a company. Uh, I will say this. I will tell you all I write for Blavity. Um and our audience is in prenatal young black professionals, millennials, Gen Zers. That's that's that group. And, right. you know, and the tone of these articles have to speak to that. So, right. you know, am I am I thinking about all the colloquial, you know, colloquialisms that exist? Right. And because I joke about being old, but I am 32. 
Mm-hmm. So there are younger millennials, there are Gen Zers. Are they using terms that I don't know? Like so, you know, so it's kind of staying abreast so that right, I can right. be fresh enough to right. continue to speak to this audience. And to your point, Brian, you know, there's so many outputs that unfortunately, unfortunately, that a lot of it goes to these other spaces. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to home, I need, I just I need to rest and refuel. And sometimes that means just existing. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm going to not be husband, I'm going to not be father, I'm going to do what needs to be done. And right. outside of the need, I am done. Right. And that's the mood that I'm in. I am mm-hmm. tapped out. And some, and, but here's the other side of that, though. Sometimes I'm not tapped out. Sometimes I just don't. And I don't know, I don't know if you experienced this, Brian, but there are some days where I just, I just don't have it. I just oh, yeah. don't have it. I want to watch. Yeah. I just want to watch TV all day. I just want to yeah. be in a book. That's that's it. That's all the energy or the capacity that I have. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you I, know? I have those as often. <laughs> At least, yeah, I have those as often. Where it's like I don't, I don't want to do anything. I just want to chill. I want to watch something that that's funny. Maybe something I may have seen a bunch of times. Yes, maybe a movie that I already know what's going on. Um, I may not answer any phone calls that day. I may not make any phone calls that day. Mm-hmm. Um. I just, just, you know, and that's, it is what it is. And I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fair. Yes. I think it's fair to feel that way. Um, it is. So let me ask you this. Do you think, and I think I know your answer, but I'm just going to ask you direct. Do you think it's okay for me and just to have that, that blah day, that day where they're just like, nope, not today. Oh yeah. I think it's, I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay. And I think it should be accept it at some mm-hmm. point you know mm-hmm. I, um but i think it's it's necessary because like it's 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 not an it's not it's not a sustainable life to be able to always be on on <laughs> all the time yeah and and, and this is n- not to take a, a crazy turn but we see that with celebrities all the time that commit suicide like yeah. entertainers you know comedians and they feel like i'm always on 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 and sometimes they're just tired i don't mm-hmm. i don't want to be on mm-hmm. anymore and sometimes if you know if i go to a restaurant people expect me to tell a joke if i go here they expect me to do this people expect me to be on and this where it comes to a point where they're like i can't do this anymore cuz even at home they expect me to be on right yeah. they expect me to be do this they expect me to take out the trash they expect me to do this and you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's kind of like you know even at home you want to be a place where it's like Ever once, every once in a while, you can be like, eh, I, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to give out anything. Um, even if I have something to give, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. And, and that's, I think, I think that's fair. No, I think that's absolutely fair. And I think the difference is going back to the, you know, when I was kind of introducing this conversation, I think that's what makes it unfair, right? Because women could be like, you know, you can blame it on hormones and, you know, quote unquote, their time of the month and all that different kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I also think, you know, I've been, I, I was, I was raised by a black woman that mm-hmm. I only have, you know, women siblings. Um, I'm married and all these women, regardless of how different they are or whatever similarities they share, they've all had days mm-hmm. or moments where they was just like, I'm good. Just one of those days mm-hmm. that a girl goes through yeah. when I'm angry inside. Don't want to take it out on you. And, and according to Monica, right, if we're going to talk about the whole quote-unquote moodiness of a cycle, she was like, that's not what that song is about. 
Right. So she was essentially talking about what we talk about now. It's just yeah, one, it's one of, of those days. Don't take it personal. I just want to be one all of, alone. If you think I did you wrong, just want to be take it personal. personal. Right. Yeah. Baby, baby. You know what I'm saying? And I think. Whole song. Whole song. I think that is so true that it is just one of them days. Not even just a. And that's the thing that a girl goes through. If I'm angry mm-hmm. inside, don't want to take it out. But that's the thing. Sometimes I'm not angry. Right. And that's the other part. And I think that's the other part with, with women or partners sometimes can't figure out is that, but what's, because Ash will ask me if I'm in one of those moves. What's, but what's wrong? I'm like, and once I'm at the tell, I say, if you keep asking me what's wrong, then I'm going to get angry because <laughs> I'm tired of telling you nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it is literally nothing. If I have a problem, what, what my response as a mature Josh, I would say, you know what? I'm overwhelmed with work, but I really don't want to talk about it. Like right. the response is different, but if I'm legit, like if I say I'm fine as opposed to you know some women, I'm like I'm good. I just I don't really have much to say. Asha right. can't well, and we'll say Ash, she couldn't, but a lot of women can't take that mm-hmm. they because they don't know what to do with it, and that, and that's a, but it's right. a level of honesty and vulnerability that I think to your point should be respected. It should be okay. Uh, and it doesn't mean again it don't mean I'm because there have been times I felt like that I gotta be like hey, I'm gonna get something eat what you want or I'll go mm-hmm. to the store and or I go to like. Um, I'll go to Dairy Queen and right. I'll give me a slush and I know Asha loves an Oreo Blizzard and I'll come home with one. She'll be like, oh, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm like, I ain't, I'm not a butthole just because I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I'm just, I'm just quiet. Like today I just right. want to sit, like you said, sit, go into it, watch a movie, get caught up in coming to America, you know, laugh at all the things, right. live in this fantasy world. But that don't mean if I'm going to get something to eat, don't think of then I'm, then I'm mad at you. Right, if I do right. some stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it should be okay for men to have space to right. to 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 just be to themselves and recharge, mm-hmm. or just or shoot, just exist because that's what they choose to do, yeah. and nothing, um, and nothing else. Um, let me ask you this: When you do get, what is the difference when you have one of those times when you just like, yeah, this is my mood, versus I'm actually having a bad day or a bad moment? Oh, it depends on what happened. Okay, because it can be, it can be sometimes I'm just overwhelmed with mm-hmm. something, decision making, and again, you know, the, the kind of lives that we live I, in my household is I make a lot of decisions, uh, or my wife entrusts me to make decisions for the family. Um, sometimes that can be overwhelming, and then sometimes I got decisions for work, and then on top of that, like I, we've my wife have been having a conversation and maybe explaining to her, like even my work condition has changed and that can, you know, cause to where like, yeah, I kind of explained to her sometimes like I work, I'm work remote. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the office every day. Yeah. So when she comes home, you know, your home in most cases is your place of like rest. Yeah. But my, my home is the place where I work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I when is the opportunity in the place of resting? So and you get it too. So, and even I'm not working, I'm like, cleaning the garage out i'm cleaning the kitchen i'm cooking dinner i'm cleaning the living room so if i even when i'm not working you know what i'm saying i'm i'm working in some capacity so there are some times where i'm like you know what i need to turn the tv on or play video games all day because i i need a place of rest mm-hmm. because even the place where i live you know in some cases it's not a place of rest like and, it's been and, infiltrated and, yeah yeah, because I'm working here, and then yeah, I have a two year old. So when she comes home, she wants all the. She don't care nothing about your day. She don't care about my day. Then I have a wife that comes home. She don't care nothing about my day, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's really um, 
it's it, I don't even know what the the question was, but like that's it is so yeah. My moody days can be depend on or my baddest can depend on what's going on. Yeah. Um. What my earlier in my marriage not getting none had me in a mood. Mm-hmm. In my earlier days, because I didn't understand like I'm married, like why we, why ain't why I ain't getting it? You right. know what I'm saying it didn't make any sense to me. Now I'm a little more mature. I understand that they don't pop off like that, so that doesn't really bother me. Um. But yeah, it just depends on. You know, sometimes my wife gets my nerves. Like that's that's a real thing. Um, so the 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 reason why I'm having mood is really just based off of what happened that day. Yeah. And some days it can be nothing. Some days it can be something. Some days it can be I went and and looked on social media, and another nigga got killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you know something triggering could have happened. So there's so many different reasons. I think. And to your earlier point, the overall conversation that about men like not being able to express the emotion or have the emotions. And, yeah. you know, there are things that really would like just and we talk about in our group chat, like and we would check on one of each other, each other or like Chris would be like, oh, I saw something on the timeline. And he knows you and I are probably a little more sensitive to like, you know, politics or like you know, black folks getting, you know, yeah, yeah, um, messed around. So he'll ask us like, how y'all doing? Y'all good? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I know y'all are really sensitive about this stuff. You know, so it just, it, I just, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it's the fact of like, it It depends on what the day, it depends on the time. So many things can affect my mood. Yeah. Um, And then some, and I'm, I'm going a long way, but this is, I guess it's, to me, it makes sense. Some days I can't even pinpoint what it is mm. that has me in a bad mood. Mm. And this is a bad mood. It's bad yeah. mood. Yeah, bad mood. I don't even know. It's, I I don't. Even, I can't even pinpoint what has me in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, and I'll just be in that in that place of just like kind of funk. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. What about you? No, I. No, I'm the same way now. If I'm having a bad day, mm-hmm. it could be because I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like, what's today? Today's Wednesday. We're recording. I didn't work. So it's yesterday. I didn't stop working until 7.15 p.m. Okay. I had started working a little bit before I went to the gym. Then when I came home from the gym, I was at back-to-back meetings. I had deadlines. I had editorials. I had all kind of stuff to do, and I did not stop working. Jaden, to your point about Brooklyn not you know, coming in, Jaden came up there and I kept checking in every five minutes. Daddy, are you done? Daddy, are you done? I had to finally mm-hmm. tell him, I said, Jaden, go downstairs. Until I come downstairs. <laughs> um, and it was like, it's not that I don't want to spend time with you, man, but I, I don't have capacity to stop and do this right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to finish working. Right. And so so while yesterday evening didn't end in a bad mood, one of those I, I have had days like that to where when I'm done, I am not just tired. I'm irritated. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much has happened. I've lost part of my day. I've lost, you know, part of my evening. Like sometimes I'm mad that I can't be. Sometimes I will say this. There are times where I'm actually upset or irritated that I can't show up as husband and father like I want to. Mm-hmm. And they may sound like super husband or super dad, but like, no, like to see my son saying daddy, daddy, daddy. And then like Tuesday, I was able to jump right in. But right. there have been some days where I was like. He wants all this. I don't got nothing to give him. And I'm not even mm. finna sit here and fake like I do. 
Because I right. just don't. I don't. But to see his disappointment makes me now I am even more upset, right? And now right. I'm relooking, re uh, um, reassessing my calendar and reassessing my responsibilities and figuring out why the heck did I put myself through this? But then thinking about, right. well, Josh, you got goals. There's there's things you want to do. There are trips you want to take. There, are, you know, say like all these right. type of things, and it takes. You know, we, you know, LLC, Twitter, and all the other kind of stuff have all these things about money. But one thing that is consistently true, it takes work to make money. Yep. And especially before you make your first few million or whatever, you are in a, a mode of grinding to make stuff right. happen, right? Right. And sometimes I have to sit back and think, that's where I am. But then I'm like, but, oh, when, when will it, like, even with this podcast, I'll be transparent here. I'm like, when are we going to get our big break? Right. When? When's it going to pop? When is it going to pop? We got great content and no shade to the other people. Some of our stuff is better edited. It is better mm-hmm. organized. It is better right. sound quality. All the things. Content. And better content. And there's no shade, but I just know. And even if you don't think it's better, it is on par with right. some of the best. Right. So, right. you know, what are we not doing? What, you mm-hmm. know, what, you know, so, so like, and that, and sometimes those thoughts will hit me randomly. And I immediately mm-hmm. get in a to your point, not just a mood, but a bad mood. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh, I'm tired. I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of posting on social media. I'm tired yeah. of, you know, even with my regular nine to five, I'm tired of, you know, I, I work in DEI spaces. I'm tired of me writing these documents in DEI. Then I got to give it to white people to tell me how it should be. Like, who the hell are you to tell me how to talk about <laughs> racism to other white people? You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, right. t- I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Even when I write some of these articles, like, I don't want to. Some of the content that I and I, I will I told you I wrote for Blavity, but I won't tell y'all the clients. Some of the content that I write, I do a lot of branded content. They come to Blavity because they want a black mm-hmm. voice, they want to attract more black talent. I'm like, I'm sick of I'm sick mm-hmm. of highlighting this this yo yo no yo yo your black superstar so that you can get other black people to come in and, and apply to increase your diversity. I'm I'm tired. Of, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, some days I have that attitude, and then the other days I write it and I kill the people. Now I, you know I do well on every piece, so I must say myself. Right. But like there are some days I get in there, boom, 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 it's done and it's and it's and it's great. Um, but there are certain things associated with my day in my life that mm-hmm. could flip the switch. Okay. Or if we're gonna be honest, being a parent is not a walk in the park. Oh, not at all. She, I love my kids, but my God, sometimes I want to push them down a flight of steps. They, <laughs> I mean, because they just do. And as you know, and Josh is going into these preteens mm-hmm. and these emotions, and it's very soon these hormones, and you know, wanting to kind of start talking back. And I'm like, God, you better give me the strength I need. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> rearrange his face. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, so it's like all these things. And so you deal with that on top of. A long day. Right. You know, and all this different kind of stuff. And then, like you said, even your spouse can, you know, sometimes they just, they sometimes they do. You love it. They just get, and just like I get on her nerves, sometimes they just get on your nerves. And, mm-hmm. you know, so di- so sometimes it could be the, you know, the old saying, because it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it ain't, it's literally the straw. Yep. You know, I can have a workout and my trainer was on one and I didn't feel like it. And now I got an attitude. Cause I'm tired, right. I'm broke mm-hmm. down. <laughs> I already mm-hmm. feel like coming, and now you want to be on your BS. It ain't got nothing, yep. you know what I'm saying? So it's just it could literally be anything. And then yep. there are generally some bad things that do just happen. Yep. People make you upset. You get into arguments. You have disagreements, and sometimes yep. that emotion lingers. I don't care how much where you are, you can have a conversation. It could be settled, but that don't mean that you're less emotional. 
While right. you may have resolved conflict, that doesn't mean that immediately you're not like, that's one thing that I hate when people say, just, you know, when you get into it with a, you know, somebody you're close to just have the conversation. Yeah, we can have a conversation and come to agreement, but that doesn't mean that immediately I'm like, okay, all right, I'm happy again. No, I am no. still a little irritated while I've had the right. conversation. <laughs> while I'm, we've, we're at an agreement or at least agree to disagree or whatever, you know, whatever the case was. Right. That doesn't mean my irritation has just, uh, you know, uh, it was alleviated or absorbed mm. in that moment. I let me still let me process even after right. that and let me go through. So I think that's the difference for me. There are days where I'm tired and I just don't feel like there are days where I just kind of don't feel like, but there are other days where I'm just having a bad day. Right. And mature Josh is in a space to where I might not be in a space to give you conversation around it, but I can at mm. least say, I don't have capacity for like that's my new thing when the after be like I do not have capacity for this right now. I am not mm-hmm. good. Right. Let me be. Right. And you know, and it don't mean it's gonna last three, four days. It just means that right now I ain't got it. And that's mm-hmm. a bad I ain't got it. And if you keep pushing me, you know, I, I don't want I don't want to get there. <laughs> I don't right. want to get there. You know, I ain't right. gonna do nothing crazy. You know, I ain't gonna put my hands on her. I ain't gonna do nothing like that. Or even my children. I'm not gonna do nothing to harm them. But I don't want to get in a space where I'm allowing my irritation and my frustration be lashed out on them. Right. So let me, especially if it ain't got nothing to do with them. Let me, let me process. Let me do this, and then, then we can debrief. We can have a conversation. We can do whatever we need to right. do. But I think is, I think men particularly need the space to to feel. Um, and to do that. And that leads me to my, like to, to the next question. Like, why do you think Brian, it is culturally unaccepted for men to either one, just be like, uh, whatever, or to have a, like to genuinely just have a bad day and feel that. Uh, I think just generations of, of one, anytime men show any type of emotion, they weak, um, from men and from women as well. Like, like, dudes would be like man like as you know grown men would tell younger men like man get over it or fix your face or you know what i'm saying like why are you crying all that kind of stuff and then some women would use like those moments as like weakness and then and you know at the moment they love it's all it's cool and then when you're arguing oh you a punk nigga you was over there crying and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and mm-hmm. you on your period and all that kind of stuff you know like you know you know or why your panties in a bunch? You know, so they they'll use your masculinity or your manhood against you or your emotions against you in those in those those moments. And I don't know. So I think it's just it's just generational. It's just the fact of like anything dealing with emotions, men showing emotions, um, it's just a problem. And I think we got to continue to break down those barriers, have those conversations like we're having right now, um, to where people understand that it is it is something that's normal, right? women and men are, are the same in terms of emotions, right? Um, if we were to, you know, talk about, you know, Bible and stuff like that, we were made in God's image. God ex- expressed all kinds of emotions, anger, hurt, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, pain, mm-hmm. emotionally, right? So if we're all created in his image, right, then then th- in that case, then we all should be able to express freely the, 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 uh, the levels of emotions that we all have and we should all be able to have the same levels of protection that t- for each other. Like, you know, women want men to be, you know, emotionally intelligent and understand how they feel and stuff like that. I think it should be the same way. Uh, and, and not to say that women, I know my wife asks me all the time, like, are you, are you okay? She wants me to talk about things. I yeah, get it. Yeah. Um, but it should, I think society 
it's already been ingrained in us for so long. Sometimes it's hard to kind of roll back and peel back some of those um, societal norms uh, to be better and to just strive for um, growth in our in our in our homes in our in our lives. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree with that too. Um, I think society on another end doesn't think it's culturally accepted because kind of like we've always said, and this is very true and I'm not trying to minimize anything black women mm-hmm. experience, but you know how sometimes they'd be like, she can go through it cause she's strong. Mm-hmm. I think the same is said about me and universally, right? You don't have right. capacity to cry anymore. So what, right. what is it a bad day? You had a bad day, nigga, man up, right? We hear that all the time. Even when right. we're, even when we're boys, what you crying for man up? Like, no, right. this hurts. Right. This is bad. This right. is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to be very careful with my children, especially I'm raising boys, uh, for them to feel they now if they crying and whining because they just crying and whining, then that's a that's a different conversation. But if they if they fall, fail to hurt themselves, I'm not telling I fail to hurt myself. That hurts. Right? right. If you know, or if you <laughs> if you were offended by something, you know, it hurts. Talk through right. it. Feel that hurt, that pain. Or whatever it is, right? And I think so many times, I think I saw a meme that said, you know, we train our boys to say, don't do this, don't do that. And then we get in relationships and then when they tough and don't have emotions, you mm-hmm. know, you feel like he's emotionally unavailable. This is because for so many, for so long, mm-hmm. right? We've gone, you know, through this process of being pretty much, a sh- you know, sh- shamed to have emotions and shamed mm-hmm. um, to feel a certain way because to your point, they try to disassociate emotions from masculinity or from manhood. Right. And that's not what mm-hmm. makes a man because you, right. you know, can't cry or you won't. Now there are some, like I'm, it's hard to get me to cry, but that's mm-hmm. not because I subscribe to some level of toxic masculinity. Maybe I'm just, you know, a, in, you know, real deep to my core. I don't know, but, <laughs> but there are certain, now I did say I was watching the Emmett Till, you know, stuff. And when they brought that casket from money, Mississippi and Mamie Till yelled out and grabbed it, Shook me to my core. I I told mm-hmm. Jay to go go give me some give me some tissue right now. I mean, because I just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, but generally, in certain things, people say, "Man, I cried all during that movie." I'm like, it was sad. Like I haven't I have not cried yet during This Is Us. Not one time. As many times as people say it is so emotional, and I and I believe a hundred percent that some. And I've seen I've seen every episode, and that stuff hits right. But, you know, yep. so that's just me personally. But there are some people who literally won't cry because of any connotation associated with it. Um, now, if you put me mm-hmm. in a deep worship setting, I'm all tears for God. I, I'm ugly. Ooh. I'm ugly. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. but I know other guys who that's not that's not how they worship. You know, right. but for me, that's what if you want to see me cry. Oh, oh yeah. Let that let that after we done dancing and we basking. And mm-hmm. as, as CC said, the alabaster box opens, Reverend, I am a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think society, but even in worship, right? It's feminine yeah. to, 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 to worship like that. What you crying right. for? You know, you're supposed to be the, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. No, 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 right? I am expressive. The same level of expression that I am on this podcast is exactly what I give to God. I am loud. I am, I give it all, right? And I right. think- we fight against these competing priorities of who we who we actually are versus what the world expects us to be. And we're mm-hmm. stuck in this dichotomy of how to exist. And it right. causes us not to be fully in ourselves. And that means fully embracing every single emotion. 
Right. And when we don't do that, I think that's part of living inauthentically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if I can't be sad, if I can't be angry, if I can't be frustrated, right. if I can't be irritated without being labeled as a punk, without being labeled as soft, without being labeled, and what's wrong with being soft? Maybe I don't want to be hard all the time. Because sometimes, you know, if you're going to make it intimate, sometimes I want to be the little spoon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes I want to be pursued, right? But, you know, but thinking about all, because, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I say those labels. Um, because they're they're often used in very negative connotations when associated, mm-hmm. right? So without right. being labeled that way, or without being labeled as the aggressive, you know, why? Oh, you know, when you when you're in corporate, whoa, why are you so aggressive, bro? No, <laughs> you know, if Chad can be passionate, so can I, right? Right. So like, it's, so we fight we we fight that duality because culture. Um, doesn't want us to exist in that duality, but everything like our therapist and the world challenges us to be, to have the duality. But then when we exist right. in it, it's like, what the hell is that? You know, and it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's why, shocking. why is it shocking when this is what you want? Right. All right. You know, so, and, and again, I'm not saying men be moody for moody's sake, but if you're going to allow a man to specifically live authentically and present authentically, I think it comes with giving him space to emote and to feel all of the things, even if it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So um, we can wrap it up with this. Um, two things. How can we, just like what we just discussed, how can we be true to our emotions and our moods, but still be accountable to being whole, healthy, whole and healthy? And what I mean by that is like, you know what I'm saying? Like not being a, not being a dick. Just because mm-hmm. you're in a mood, right? So how can right. we be accountable even while still holding space for that truth? And then what advice would you give, particularly women, on how mm-hmm. to deal with a man who's in a mood? And we're um, not talking, and let me just give this caveat one one time for anybody who want to take a sound bite. We ain't talking about a mood like the Ike Turner, I'm mad, I want to fight you. We're talking oh, about yeah. who's genuinely feeling just emotions and just doesn't want to kind of be bothered like what advice right. would you give a woman and then on the flip side how do we hold ourselves accountable to show up in this space but still not be damaging or toxic that's what i was looking for to those right. that are around us um a few things one uh is is the word i thought the word i love that you use is being honest mm-hmm. i think being honest with yourself but also being honest if you have a partner mm-hmm. that's gonna be key to be like, I'm honest with myself. I'm in a funk today. I don't. I'm not in the best mood. I'm honest with myself. But then, if you're not in a funk, you you can't give. Let your your partner know that. You know, what I'm saying kids are a little different because sometimes they just probably can't handle it, depending on what age they are. The older they get, they probably can understand some mm-hmm. things. Um, but your partner, you know, they they should be an adult. They should be able to understand that. Um, and then on top of that, um, if it's a situation where it's going to kind of go to the other questions you asked. If it's a situation where you feel like you're always in some type of mood, you know, and you're in a mood more than you're not in a mood, then, I, you know, we already recommend therapy prior. But if you're not seeking therapy, you're already in moods and you're a little bit more mood than, than normal, then you probably should also seek therapy for that as well. We mm-hmm. think therapy is great for everything. Um, in terms of ad- advice for women, you know, how to deal, um, I think it's always great to at least ask, like, hey, are you doing all right? Because that's that's just fair. That's yeah. fair assessment, a fair question, especially if you have a spouse that that you know that knows your partner, that knows you, mm-hmm. right? That knows your moods, mm-hmm. knows how you're feeling, knows when you're up, knows when you're down. It's fair for them to say, "Are you doing all right?" Um, and then give, and if they say, oh, yeah, 
and if they if they're honest and say you know I'm I'm not or I'm good whatever they, the response is respect the response, and then and then provide some space. Um, and I think it's also fair to come back maybe later, maybe the next day if you see that they're still in the funk, and be like, hey, I'm just checking in on you, making sure you're good. Uh, I'm not necessarily asking what's wrong, but I'm just checking on you to make sure that you're mm-hmm. that you're fine, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between checking in on somebody and then asking them, you know. It's like, hey, I know you, you know, weren't really feeling it in your best of moods yeah. the other day. Like, you know, just want to make sure you're good. If there's anything you want to talk about, I'm here to, you know, to talk about it. But if not, I understand and respect your space. And then leave it at that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think that's, that's pretty good. So you're you're being honest with yourself, being honest with your partner. And then as far as women, um, they're at least offering, you know, say, hey, are you doing all right? All right, cool. Whatever answer you give, respect the answer. And then maybe do a check in at some some a later date, later time, not asking, not prying for conversation, um, but really just being a, a place of like, hey, just checking in on you, making sure you're good. I know you weren't feeling your best. You just want to let you know I'm here for you. And if you need anything or if you want to yeah. talk about anything, I'm, I'm available. But I think not trying to pull stuff out. Mm-hmm. I think that's what sometimes ladies kind of mess up. They be trying to pull. And, and that's, I think sometimes with me is like, don't try to pull the conversation out of me, right? Because um, that's not going to work. Yeah, you know, trying to pull the conversation out of me is not going to work. I'll talk to you when I'm ready to talk to you, but you're trying to say, "Let's talk about it." Let's talk about it. Like, no, like you know. But if you say, "I know you're not feeling your best," you know, what I'm saying, "I notice, you know, something maybe off here and there." Just want to make sure you're all right. And if you want to talk about it, I'm here because mm-hmm. sometimes one. You know, I may not want to talk about it, or I may want to talk about it, but I don't have currently the capacity to talk about yeah. it, or I can't necessarily articulate what I want to say, how I want to say it in that moment. Mm-hmm. So that that would be my um, my my answer to those to those questions. Um, I don't really have much to add. I think the only other thing that I would say in terms of being accountable to yourself is just know your pressure points. Mm-hmm. And have and who whoever is ex, whoever has the the privilege or burden, depending on how you look at it, um, right. to experience every mood that you have, have another space to be able to, if necessary, mm-hmm. have an outlet because it could be them. Right. Right. Oh, we didn't even get into that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you have a space, and even if you don't have a space. Make sure you understand, even even if it isn't about them, let me say it that way, and you don't necessarily need the space or the community, understanding your triggers allows you mm-hmm. to understand when you might need to step away or be like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to run the target or make up. So, you right. know what, I'm going to go get a light. We need some light bulbs because I legit need a light bulb in my bathroom. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, making up an excuse to leave so that because, you know, you're being triggered so that you mm-hmm. won't. um What's the word I was about to say? So you won't be toxic or damaging or do something damaging to the people who are close to you, whoever is experiencing you in that moment. If you can't be in a space by yourself, um, right. find ways to create a space to not go over the edge. Um, and sometimes right. that means saying just what Brian said. Hey, I'm really not in the best of moods and I would really appreciate that, you know, if I if, you know, if I just kind of had some space. Right. And that's it. That's honest. And if that person pops off. Then that's a different conversation. Oh yeah. If they can't respect your need, right, to just you know have a time. To Brian's additional point, if you're always in a mood, then we right. do need to figure out why <laughs> that is. Definitely too, because yeah, yeah. that's not healthy. Um, yeah. That's not healthy at all. Um, but I do think 
creating space and boundaries, even for your partners, is very important. Um, the other thing to Brian's point is that even though you may not want to talk about it in the moment, the one thing that I will add is figure out your recovery time. Right. Because true. the other thing about it is that while you may need space, it is not fair to your partner to be recovering for 72 hours. Ain't nobody finna walk on eggshells around you for that long. That's like, fair. Ain't nobody That's got fair. time for that. Because that mm-hmm. will make me go off. I don't, now, then, I don't care what you feel, <laughs> right? Because you're making, like, you, you're you disrupting the environment. As the young folk would say, right, the vibe right. of the That's house. Fair. But, right, that's fair. And I'm not saying that you only need 30 minutes. What I am saying is that if you need the rest of the night, the next day, I'm not saying for you to pour your soul, you could be like, you know what? I'm still really not feeling it, but this is what was going on. And maybe you still don't go into a lot of details, but you're but you're opening up that space. So the advice right, I would give to the ladies would be to Brian's point, don't force it out of them, but be mm-hmm. very tactical and intentional on how you deal with them. Because it could if so, I'm gonna give you two scenarios that we're gonna end it. And I'll end it unless Brian, you have something else to you wanna add. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give you two scenarios. And the one where he's just kind of like blah and he tells you that, believe it. Mm-hmm. Even when women say, I'm fine, I've learned. If you say you fine, but it's built, but it's really hiding something else, I'm gonna act like you fine until you grown enough to say why you ain't fine. <laughs> I, we 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 been in this thing too long, uh, and we way too grown for me to be, you know, you know, for you not to be able to say it. At least say, you know what, I ain't that good, but I don't want to talk to you right now. Like, right. give me that so I can at least know. I right, bet we got issues. But right, if you right. walk, you say you fine, or oh, I'm gonna, I'm we gonna be fine. Um, <laughs> but for most men, when they fine. Most men and most people, but I would say speak for men, we are fine. Mm-hmm. We may have something that's on our brain, but nothing that's like bothering, bothering us. Right, and if, so right. if it's so if it's one of those things where it's like just, you know, kind of blah type of day, he'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I just want to watch some basketball or I just want to watch mm-hmm. this movie. Or I just want to play the video game. That man, that, right. what he's telling you is that I just I just I just want to exist. Right. And there's nothing against you. Feel free to sit here and watch TV with me. But right. understand that that's what we're about to do. Just watch TV. Mm-hmm. We're not about to talk about nothing. Right. You, you come. I invited you to my space. Get you some mm-hmm. popcorn and watch this movie and shit. It. Okay. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So like give like respect. Right. Um his 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 need for that. On the mm-hmm. second side, if it is something bad, Brian said, don't pull it out. And that's right. If he be like, you know what, I ain't feeling it. Be like, bet. All right, cool. Um. And then, and you, and you, and, and there is a way to even check on him multiple times in one day without it becoming annoying. Because you could, you know, give him his space and before bed, be like, "Hey, I know we're about to go to bed. Um, but I just wanted to check, in. like you said, I just want to check in real quick and make sure you were good. Or is this a good time to talk? Be like, you know what, I want to sleep it off, all right? And like I said, brothers, don't hold it in for eight, you know, 48, 72 hours all this other time. When right. she asks again, "Hey, are you good? We, you okay? Are you in a space? Do you have, you know, and whatever language he use, you do do, do your do your elementary school things. You know how you right. would answer a question in a prompt, and you would use part of that prompt to start your answer. If he tells right. you, "I don't have the capacity," the next question is, "Hey, everything okay? I know you said you didn't have capacity. Do you have capacity now? Like mm-hmm. you, that brother's like, oh, she listened." You right. know what I'm saying? So like it's those kind of things that pulls it out because and then he might the floodgates just might blow on open, right? Mm-hmm. So I think those are ways that you can deal with it under because think about this, women, when you want space and need space, you create ways to do that, 
whether it's going to get your nails done, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever your thing is, right? Right. Give him the grace of the same space. Right. And that's it. Consider yourself. I think Jesus right. said that. When you oh, yeah. when you're thinking about these folks, consider yourself. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and and if we could do that, I mean, that's that even like, you know, not to make it super spiritual, but that's one of that's really one, that's a tenement, a tenant rather, of what um everything that Jesus ever taught. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. Right. So the same level of grace and mercy that you will want for you, apply that and then yep. tailor it to that person's needs and love languages. And I promise you, you're going to be straight. Yep. Couldn't agree more. That's all I got. Yep. That's it. Great conversation in the living room. <sighs> Great conversation. I hope y'all enjoyed. I hope y'all learned something. I learned something. Right. I feel like I was challenged, um, right. even in us talking it through. Um, right. I kind of feel like that was kind of like a, a, a black person self care. I, I do. Feel like I, feel was... like, I feel like we didn't really got to, we ain't got to have an official one. Yeah. All right. So, Brian, do we have anything in the P.O. box since that's the case? Uh, let's see. Um, yes, we have something in the P.O. box. All righty. So let's head on over. Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> All right, good people, we are here at the P.O. Box, and Rodney Jenkins does what he always does, and that is leave us the letters that you all have written to us. So before we jump into the letter, I just want to let you know, as always, you can write in to ask the Jigsaw, that is A-S-K-T-H-E-J-I-G-S-A-W at gmail.com, <laughs> that is askthejigsaw at gmail.com, and we will possibly read your letter out loud, give you a pseudonym because we respect identities um, and pronouns, and we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can get on Cicely Tyson's internet. With that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? Uh, we have, in terms of pronoun, we have she, her. Mm. She, her. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael with the glasses, <laughs> red glasses. Yes, great stuff. Sally Jesse Raphael, not really a black name, but it's no. a, it's a name. Hey, but it's a name. It's a strong right. name, though. It's a strong name. Sally Jesse Raphael is a strong it's name. It's a strong name. That very well could be somebody black auntie on the lowest of keys, because <laughs> everybody low key sort of probably had an aunt Jesse. Jesse, <laughs> aunt Jesse, mm -hmm. Jesse. All right, so Sally Jesse Raphael says, "Hey guys." When I tell you I love you both, I mean it. Thank you. We love you too, Puzzle Piece. Um, this show is so needed for black men, and I am grateful that they have this space. As a black woman, I can salute, or I salute y'all for creating this. Plus, give women like a low-key cheat code. Okay. Here goes to my question. Okay. I met this guy on Tinder. All right. Here goes. Let me set up my seat because <laughs> my my <God>. Tinder. <laughs> I feel like it could be a thing. Okay, cool. All right, so it says, I met this guy on Tinder about about a year or two of unsuccessful dating. I credit part of my bad luck to the pandemic, but that shouldn't mean these guys are trash as they are. Anyway, once I decided to try, let me see here. Once I decided to, once I decided to try the, the dating app, I met a good guy pretty much as soon as I jumped on. We met in person and it was all well. We've been dating for about three months now, and we've decided to become exclusive. Since this decision, the topic of sex popped up. All right, let's get juicy. Uh -huh. We talked about if we were ready or if we should wait longer. We also talked about it, 
uh, talked about some of our desires, pleasure points, etc. To my surprise, this nigga told me he does not eat pussy. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> ah. Like on some real DJ Khaled stuff. Now, I am not a gold digger, but I might not consider getting this monkey ape. Hold on. <laughs> now, I am not a gold digger, but I might consider not getting this monkey ape for some millions. <laughs> but for a regular upper middle class Negro, hell no. <laughs> How do I handle this? I do want to end. I, I don't want to end it. I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want to end it and be superficial. But I don't want to go on in life without something I really enjoy. I also don't want to hurt his feelings. Any advice would be helpful. Hope to hear from you soon. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. I really only got a quick answer. Listen. Break up with him, sis. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Y'all just that's started. It. Y'all just started dating. And right. I'm going to tell you, sex is such an important part of long-term relationships that if this is something that you need and you really enjoy, it is not worth being miserable possibly because what if you you know y'all go to the point of engagement for the rest of your life sex isn't everything but if that is a non-negotiable for you and it sounds like it yep. why why right and then and then before you break up with explore why he why why because like yeah in, like in vagina is a, this is it is, it, it is a thing I enjoy it so why wouldn't you enjoy my pleasure. it right why wouldn't you enjoy it but anyway yeah that's that's my advice break up with him sis just be done yeah, I, and forget right. his feelings yeah, yeah I know we just feelings. had this whole conversation but right now like this right. is something he, that you want this is agency of your body so right and and and, and my you can you can get a consistent orgasm with with, with oral like you know what I'm saying? Some women don't don't achieve climax through vaginal penetration know, alone. Yeah. Penetration mm-hmm. alone. So that's part of foreplay. So what is foreplay? What are y'all doing? He he using his finger, like, you know, and that's not, you know, yeah. If you've only been together three months, break up. Um, and you know. And it ain't really been three months. Like they've been they've been courting. Yeah. That's what I, I think I would, the letter said. They just became exclusive. So like Right, yeah. Because there, there's some nights. I'm be honest, like when you don't have it, you feel like you don't have it. Your mouth can do the do the thing and and take care. Of, you know what I'm saying? Take, take care, care of business. Of like so, yeah. Break up, sis. And he probably the same nigga that want his dick sub, but then want you know what I'm saying. So it's, so it's that oh, too. It's, <laughs> and it's usually it's usually the niggas that like that want head that don't want to give. Or and I think it's and I'm gonna listen to while we here. I think it's so unfair. Like and I, I think I hear this on like podcasts and just in conversations, like many many podcasts though, where like there's relationships where the women are always given, and the dudes are never given. Or they only and do it is, on special occasions, Valentine's special occasions. Day. And it's like I think it, it's 2022. It should be equal equality. If you know, if you if you receiving regularly, it should be nice to give regularly. Like yeah. it's it shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. So yeah, if you don't want to eat it. Peace out. Peace out. And, you know, you can find somebody else that will. And since what's going to happen is you probably end up with finding somebody else that will. And, you know, never mind. And since we're still here, mm-hmm. you know, why are we talking about eat, eat that butt? Just, you know, <laughs> just take it to another level. You know, hike her legs up. Sis, hike his legs up. Listen. That's a thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Enjoy your ball. 
Okay. Listen, Relatable content. He, if he ain't eating vagina, he ain't eating butt. Yeah, he ain't eating butt if he ain't eating vagina. And, and what else is he not doing? Does he probably only just want, you know. He missionary probably missionary style? only. You know, it's just it's probably a lot of things. But I I I I'm just gonna be very honest. If you like him enough to mm-hmm. say, I wanna give it a shot, then I would be petty and be like, if you ain't eating my pussy, I ain't sucking no dick. And just oh, like yeah. put it out there. Yeah. And he and I bet you his tone is gonna change. I right? can it, guarantee it. Oh yeah, and, and don't get and, and another thing is too is like if, whatever and this is another thing too. Whatever energy you put out. You know, before you get married, hold you know, hold that same energy. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't even like if, if it comes to a point where, even if you were to get married, I'm just saying this, and and like Josh said, like you you giving, and he not giving back. Stop giving. Yeah, but don't even Spare. get there. Don't marry him. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, don't don't marry because <laughs> you sound like you gonna be miserable. Break up with him, sis. Yeah. Break um, up. Please, we tell y'all some. We tell some of y'all to write us in and update us. This one right here. Let mm-hmm. us know what you end up doing. I want to know. I want. We want to know. Please, if it don't happen this weekend, got to be the next. But update us soon on what happened. Right. What you decide to do. Who don't I, like eating like, I don't know why. And DJ Khaled, DJ, even with his millions, DJ Khaled is dumb too. Right. Um, what Nicki Minaj say? Ain't no fat nigga telling me what he ain't eating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't like. No. Anyway, um, Brian, you got something you want to get off your chest? I think it's time for a greater conversation. Yeah. All right. Do let's it. do it. All right, we were here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. Mm-hmm. Niggas be nigging, whites be whiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crackers be cracking, whatever you want to call it, whatever it crackers is. Crackers be cracking. Um, but we definitely want to get some things off of our chest. Why does that take me out like a demon? <laughs> <laughs> um, got to get these things off of our chest. Yeah, go uh, ahead. So let's do it. Do you have anything you want to get off your chest this week? Oh, yeah, real quick. So we all know MLK Day was this week, and... All the Republicans and white people and people all over the world who are not black uh, always want to quote MLK and put him on this pedestal as, you know, because he was this great human, great humanitarian, mm-hmm. civil rights leader. He was nonviolent. I um, mean, all these different when all these things are true. But at, mm-hmm. at his very core, um, you know, <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. was anti-establishment. He was anti-capitalism. He was anti-racism. Anti he was stuff. anti a lot of things. His, but his one of his main messages was to advocate for these things through the means of nonviolence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't right. mean that he went down with the stuff and he wasn't right. willing to clearly sacrifice his life, go to jail, do all the things to make sure that it happened. When he died, over 94% of the, of the world disapproved of who he was. Right. And today, over 98% of the world um put him in very high esteem those are two right. different realities from what we know mlk right. also had very poignant um messages in some of his speeches that called mm-hmm. out racism that called out i mean talk, i mean talk bad about white people like oh yeah he had some lines that was actually um uh, i can't remember her name um but there was a young woman who got invited to speak um, and some people petitioned for her not to speak based on her views. She's kind of radical, um, mm-hmm. and you know her. I mean, radical to other people, but it's just you know truth and knowledge to us, right? right. Um, so what she decided to do was that the first half of her speech, she used unfamiliar MLK quotes, and she said Beautiful. that audience was quiet, making faces. And when she revealed the source of every quote, they all of their faces hit the ground. 
because they didn't they didn't believe and they didn't mm-hmm. know that MLK. And she said right. the leader of that congregation or that movement who invited her whispered in her ear when she was finished. She said, now, if if you gonna learn today was ever a speech, that was your speech. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I just want to say that we can't cry. It's, it's almost like the, not to compare MLK to Jesus, but like just mm-hmm. like before he died, they was Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then on crucifixion mm-hmm. day, they killed him. And it's like the reverse. Right. They crucified right. him. They killed him. And now you want to scream Hosanna. And that's just mm-hmm. not what it is. If we gonna honor MLK, let's honor the truth. Yes, we can yes. tout him as being peaceful and nonviolent, but he wanted the same the same things y'all are fighting Black Lives Matter for. It's the same things mm-hmm. he wanted. He wanted right. equality for all, right? And while right. some causes weren't as built out, and I'm going longer than I anticipated, but I'm going to wrap it up. While some causes weren't as built out as they were today, like some of our LGBTQ issues, because of course, you know, 60s, that wasn't out loud like that. Um, right. You know, the way we look at gender inclusivity at, at the level in which we look at it, some of those things weren't as loud, but his message was about all of that. Yep. And I can't see MLK today saying gay people shouldn't get married. I couldn't see mm-hmm. MLK today saying that women shouldn't have equal pay and wages, right? I believe he would still be on the front line fighting, uh, of, you know, and having a very inclusive message, right, about why people should advance um, toward a, a more just an equitable society, build this beloved right. community, right, that he talked about. So, yes, he was all about the peaceful things, but he was also down with the get down and was willing yep. to do whatever it took, right, in terms of sacrificing himself to for the cause and the betterment of not just all people. He wanted us to come together, but his fight was for black folk. Let's just mm-hmm. be crystal clear mm-hmm. about it. He said he wants the Jews and the Gentiles, blah, 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 because y'all excluding us. He wants the community. But he wants right. it for us to be a part of those communities. That's yep. the MLK. That's the one that we should be applauding. That's the one that should always be on a pedestal and not this whitewashed ver and then here's the here's the terrible part of it. And I'm gonna really be done. Y'all Senator Negroes was the same ones. Y'all, y'all, y'all crackers be cracking. Was the mm-hmm. same ones quoted MLK on Monday, and you just mm-hmm. allowed the voting rights bill to fail in the Senate tonight. Yep. Yep. Where's all that energy? Yep. It literally, as we're recording, you allowed that thing to fail. But you were literally sure just quoting him. And one of the things King fought for was what, Brian? Voting rights. Mm-hmm. And you let the bill pass. Yep. I mean, let the bill fail. And some of you moderate DMs are the same. Y'all, you too. You whites yep. mm-hmm. who was quoting him just failed him. Yep. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, and, and I was actually going to... Uh, Few things I was going to actually pick it back on that same thing. You know, the Democrats are trash, Republicans are trash. Um, y'all really don't care uh, about what what the people have to say. Um, and the reason why MLK can be whitewashed is because of what Florida is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to tell the story, which I want to tell. Uh, y'all made Martin Luther King to a fairy to a to a, a, a fairy tale, um, and don't want to tell the truth. Um, so that's it. I don't have anything else. You, you had a great, 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 uh, great conversation. I kind of want to leave it there. Um, before we wrap up out of here, I want to first say, well, I guess, throw it to you real quick. You want to thank our listeners and all that kind of great stuff? Or, you can thank them. Thank y'all. I'll do it. Thank y'all. <laughs> thank y'all. Um, this episode is way longer than we normally do. Mm-hmm. We want to thank y'all for the continued support. We appreciate you all. Uh, every puzzle piece out there. Continue to follow us. If you haven't aren't following us, follow us on social media. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare, the Jigsaw Podcast. Check out our website. For any updates, anything like that, the jigsawpodcast.com. We are on Facebook. We're on all the things. If you have 
any type of device. You can find us on every single streaming yeah. platform for podcasts. Uh, rate us, leave a comment, let us know how great we're doing. If you have a person that's on the show that you want on the show, go on their DMs, go on their comments and say, hey, y'all should be on the Jigsaw podcast. If you have an idea for the show, something you want us to talk about, uh, please let us know, uh, the, the jigsawpodcast.com. If you have a question, just a reminder, uh, go to the Ask the Jigsaw at gmail.com as well because we are here to support you we appreciate you all we love you all we are nothing well we're great without you but mm-hmm. you know y'all make us even better right uh so we do appreciate you all and just a quick shout out we went over with twenty thousand. yes we reached our twenty thousandth um download and it's only because of y'all yep it is only because um, of y'all yeah so appreciate y'all i don't know what y'all was doing y'all was going back and listening to episodes and we appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Before we log off or sign off, Joshua. I, I just want to say, you said that they went back and listened to previous episodes. We, we, me and Brian did a deep dive in some of our stats before we go. We, it's already long. So since you're here, just stay here. Yeah, might as well. Y'all went back to that Baby I'm Begging episode. Baby I'm Begging. In October 2021. And then y'all went back to the verses. Mm-hmm. The first time we ever really talked about verses, but we did verses versus everybody, how we was all going through 2020. <laughs> that was in October 2020. Y'all just yep. shot them joints up into the two of the top 10 episodes of all time. And y'all saw the top 10 episodes of 2021. Baby, I'm begging wasn't even in the top 10 of 2021. It mm-hmm. is now one of the top 10 episodes of all time. I don't know how all y'all time. found it. I don't know who <laughs> out there listening. Maybe our big break right. is coming, Brian. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that's something the Lord is doing. But we, when I tell y'all, that's the kind of stuff that warms our heart. That's the kind of stuff that make us be like, you know what? These late nights, these mm. creative sessions, these planning sessions, and everything that we right. want to do, really, because we love it, but because we love y'all and the community that we're building, it makes it yep. worth it. Um, it does. And, and and here's the other gag, and not to hype ourselves, I'm going to hype it up. We love every person we invite on this podcast. We so do. So let's start there. But those are two episodes where it's just it's just the Casa Negros. It's just so right. that means y'all rocking with us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, and that that feels, I mean, that's I'm just gonna say it. Damn, that feels good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It feels really, really good. And um, so yeah, absolutely. We couldn't do this without y'all. Um, as Brian said, we're already great. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm a movement by myself, mm. but I'm a force when we're together. Force when we're together. <laughs> So baby, you make me you make me better. If 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 Neo never wrote a line, he wrote that one. He did. He wrote that one. So we want to appreciate y'all. Um Brian, I think we both said before we got some big things coming. We probably will be announcing really soon, really, really soon. Mm-hmm. Um we had a we had a couple of technical hiccups and some some things that we thought would help us advance <laughs> our show. We're not gonna get the man of God mm-hmm. frustrated because that yeah. could have been his greatest conversation. But that could have um, been but yeah, frustrated. But we, <laughs> But we are, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a minor setback. It's a minor it's setback, minor and we gonna, um, yeah, we gonna make the best stuff. We gonna move forward. So, um, anything else you want to add, bro? Nah, man, I just love, love y'all. That's it. All right, and, well, I, and I love you. I love you, John. I love you, brother. Love you for real, for real. Um, yeah, so with that being said, understood and accepted. Listen, all you can do is what you can, why you can, the best ways that you can. That's even if you're having a mood, if you are in a mood, you're having a day, you can only do what you can. Take the pressure off yourself, bro. Take the pressure off yourself, sis. But in the midst of all of that, we ain't going to be toxic. We're not going to cause okay. drama and we're not okay. going to cause future trauma to other people because of our mood. What we're going to do is not get caught with our work undone. God bless y'all. Good night. Bless y'all. Have a good night.